Hey folks, welcome to another episode of The Cast. Um, before we begin, are you following us on social media? Because you should. We are at Dabblin and Dribblin on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you should uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Yeah. Pretty cool places. You should check it out. Um, this cast is pretty fun. What do we talk about? We kind of go into some like dating and relationship stuff, which was kind of fun. Yeah, not were, not planned. That wasn't on the menu, it but wasn't. that's where we started, and which uh, led to a, our talk about relationships, specifically Meek Mill and Drake mm-hmm, and Nikki mm-hmm. and Cardi B. Yes, you hipped me to those things going on because yeah. I had no clue. I'm happy for uh, Drake and Meek. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> so really that'll be cool. Yeah, and then uh, but then there's some sad news in the news, and yeah. you hipped me to that also. Yeah. Um. What else? What else did we talk about? And we then we Nike's got... campaign. Just a little bit. Just a little. That was cool. I though. mean, I'm what happy. up, Nike? I'm I'm excited. <laughs> and then we talked about how Serena got. Um, Screwed. Yeah. Which is not fair. That's sad. Yeah. But, you know, you can't win them all. No, but... Sometimes um, you can. Triple crown. Okay. Is that necessary? <laughs> um, and then in our dribbling section, because we talked about sports quite a bit, which we tend to do in our dabbling section, we dove into some basketball news, which there's not a ton going on with the offseason. What did no, we talk about? We didn't. We dabbled on a couple things right. or, and dribbled, but also LeBron's 16th shoot was released, and oh, so yes. we talked about that a bit. Yes. And then that led into some conversation around LeBron's acumen and business prowess mm-hmm. off the court right. and what the future documentary series from Michael Jordan will look like. Yes. And uh, we did say some other things too about basketball, but like that was probably the chunk of what yeah. we were talking about was what the like come on Mike, what are you doing? The ESPN's putting out a documentary soon about basketball from mm-hmm. just in the general. legends, yeah. Yeah, across all fields. So we talked about what MJ's might look like in twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time and it'll be Fun to see where it all comes out. Yeah. All right, let's get into the show. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Um, how are you, Ben? I'm doing well, thank you. We are on episode 57? 8. What number are we on? I mean, it Does was it matter? listed as number 57. Nice. Good job. All right. 57. You doing good? Yeah, I feel fantastic. How are you? Good, man. It's been two weeks since I've seen you mm-hmm. in my apartment, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At studio. Oh, this studio. This studio. Yes, yes, yes. Apartment studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, life's good. Chilling, doing life things. Great. Yeah, you had, uh, you told me about your weekend and it sounded lovely. Yeah, sounded my cousin glorious. got married. That Congrats, Jay and Anju. Very cool. Yeah. Congrats. It was very fun. Uh, super lit. It was open bar, top shelf bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. lots of mistakes could have happened. However, I was responsible for the, for the most part. Self-control. You, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know. From what you, from what you <laughs> described to me, I think you took uh, reasonable leisure as, as one is to do at a wedding. Yes. It sounded to me like you had a good balance. I, I think I did. Good. I think I did. I, sp- I spent part of my weekend planning part of my friend's wedding. Right. Not the wedding itself, but the, the festivities around as, the wedding. Because you are... One of the one of two best men. 
the which men, is the great. men of the, the men of the best. Then you can split responsibilities, and it's, it's a lot more manageable. And even finances, because oh. it's gonna get expensive. But that's primarily the advantage here, <laughs> for sure. No, because I, it is expensive to be friends. Yeah. I literally <laughs> talked to my cousin about that the other day, like yesterday at the wedding. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not gonna be friends with people because I don't want to go to their wedding. No, seriously, and all this seriously, money. I have dodged so many weddings <laughs> in my life, and I've specifically thought this every summer I'm glad I don't have a wedding to go to this summer or anytime that there was a wedding I was invited to I just invited not even in the bridal party right but I was out of the country or out of sure. the state or, or I couldn't you make have it. to give something at the wedding I usually give For money sure. because that's what give some money yeah you give some kind um, of gift whatever but it if is. you're friends with the bride or groom you're going to like the bachelor party yep. the bridal party yep. uh, the bachelorette yep. party the bridal shower i have been waiting for this one friend this is the one wedding i've been holding out on because i thought maybe i would be in the groom's party and then he I, literally talked about it in my apartment with us that right, you right, right. and then <laughs> that heightened my sense of awareness like oh I could be high in rank <laughs> this thing and then when I got to the offer I even he was with us talking about this and said yeah I'm choosing between you and this other friend and I honestly and honest, like, said that, I, that I would respect your choice to choose the other friend <laughs> because he's on it dude knows what he's doing he's been married before like he knows see, his things he knows his things I'd be fine just being in consideration but not getting the nod right so he didn't make and a decision was, he chose both of us it, it's funny because like he said the same thing to you right about like I know a bride might make the cup before <laughs> I do and I was just like yeah I might I'm not mad about this That's, shoot I, and I told my sisters that you're making the cup before them so that really pissed me oh off. yeah you told me that so I'm saving up for that too I'm like okay gotta put some thought and finances toward this uh, Brian uh, who's your maid of honor um, his name is Alex one of my strengths on strengths quest if you do this online folks can do this for like $10 I think is yeah, or something no, like that yeah. You can get a passcode to do the strengths quest, and it's your top 34 strengths, but it only gives you your top five, like, for you yeah. to focus on. And one of my five is that I'm a relator, which means yeah. that I Minus two. lock in on, like, one person at a party. I'll go to a party and I'll mingle because I'm a woo. But oh, then, I'm not a woo at all. Oh, yeah, I like it. But then, <laughs> but I want to lock in on two or three people over the course of that evening that I, I go into a 20 to 30 minute in-depth conversation with so I can get into the realness you know what's funny about us being both relators hmm. it really helps our podcast it helps this <laughs> and it makes it so i don't have to go to too many weddings i can space <laughs> it out because the the depth is not always you know diffused it's, it's diffused amongst people well very exciting you might you might have to be my uh, forever plus one until i have a boo oh yeah for sure because well, you yeah. know Sometimes it's hard to be a single Indian girl at an Indian wedding. You've told me. Sometimes it's hard. I completely understand your plight (laughs) in my situation as a man born of this country. Right. Not to immigrant (laughs) parents. Yeah. Um, Mm. It was, I think I joked with you, like, if I brought you to my cousin's wedding, like, they would be like, you now have to marry this person. Mm -hmm. Like, Anju just got married now. It's right. your turn, like, oh, not like a... your turn, like next week or like right. next year, like right now. Right, like, right, right. She just got married, walked on, like they just did the recessional, mm-hmm. 
we're we're ready to go. They're they're saving some of the tablecloths. Yep. They're like, take the centerpieces, we'll recycle those. Uh, and that's what I joked about with my cousin. I'm just like, there's a reason why I'm not bringing a plus one, even a friend, because mm-hmm. that is all that is needed for them to be like, oh, yeah. she's finally getting married. It's like, oh, they wait, do what? A, they do a podcast together. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, his yeah. and hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's no, I mean that would your your situations that you've talked to me about with your trials and tribulations it's not trials and tribulations it's just life um I disagree only in that it's it's a different kind of branded family situation when I go into a wedding situation with my Anglo side or my black side we don't have conversations like the conversations you tell me about. So yeah, I think, that's I think true. there's layers of intersectionality that are at play there. Sure. That I am not. As a man, <laughs> I get away with a lot of stuff. They ask me at these family functions, Alex, you dating anybody right now? And because I have, I won't even call it commitment issues, because I'm indecisive, uh, I will say, and You're I'm indes- restless. I have, a, let's say this. I don't have commitment issues. I have a very firm and healthy desire for variety. I'm going to have no comment on this. So, <laughs> when I, I have come some up, other thoughts. But, I don't disagree with you, but I have some other thoughts. But and, and this is and this will lead into how I do this podcast today. <laughs> I have fallen in love with one person that has been in my life since I was very young. And I go through ups and downs and in and out of commitment with this person. But by and large, we are both connected at the hip. Her name is Art. Oh, my God. And I spend (laughs) so much time thinking about her. It's ridiculous. I hope she thinks about me, too. I just want to say, I was like... Are you going to reveal something about yourself that I actually don't know? <laughs> no, you know. I, I, tell I, was, this, I, I, I thought it was just like, who is this girl? No. Why have I never met her? I tell, actually, I've met her quite often. You've she's met cool. her quite a bit. Uh, yeah, she's she's, cool. she's, she's cool. very lovely. She's very eclectic. <laughs> and I talk to my my um, extended family about it whenever they ask me, who are you dating right now? I say, my her name is Art, and we are deeply committed to each other. <laughs> and when I talk to people who I do start to date actual human beings and we get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. If I can sense they're confident and yeah. we're fine, like talking about life stuff early on, mm. then we just cut through the BS. Cause we're not 30. Sure. So we ain't got time for that. We don't. So no milkshakes and like footsie at the diner. <laughs> like tell me the realness. And like, do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Blah, right. blah, blah. So when we get to that, if there's anything in different sectors, like we're not on the same wavelength about something, religion, kids, creative pursuits outlooks on the world these mm-hmm. sorts of things then i quickly will say hey it doesn't look like we're compatible yeah so we probably but if that person thinks oh we could entertain this a little bit i always put out there here are the few things that ex-partners of mine have thought that i would change my mind about and, I and have then later not. disappointed them so it's religion mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. and art yeah also like mean what you say say what you mean right like oh yeah so like if a guy tells you they're they don't want to be in a relationship but they just want to like right. fool around right. that's literally what they want to that do that is legit it like, oh maybe he'll change though because i have this amazing vagina power right you could have the most phenomenal vagina in the whole life world gold plated gold like <laughs> just, just 
flowery scented Mm -hmm. tastes amazing it's like the garden of eden in there just beautiful Mm -hmm. still not gonna change his mind wouldn't do a damn thing (laughs) i'd be like i wonder if there are other gardens out there i can't (laughs) i just wonder how better it gets from here that's that's really the truth which is something that like but i also and it's not only a guy thing because like and again this is we're talking from our own experiences as hetero cisgendered male and female right right but i think it's it's uh, it's something that i've been thinking about too in all relationships um whether um like people will show you who they are and just like you just need to accept that instead of like and sometimes you may just be disappointed in that right like even I'm just thinking about recent stuff for me personally and mm-hmm. I'm just like well I'm like disappointed in this person of how they reacted or what they did to me or like you know oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know whatever it may mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. and then in my head I'm just like cause I expected like a different kind of a relationship I expected a better friend or a better partner or a better mm-hmm. better insert adjective yeah. um and then I'm just like no and I read something somewhere that like when you're disappointed in people mm. in the relationship that you have with that person you know, you can sit there and you can grieve. Grieve that it is not what you wanted. But then, Mm -hmm. that grieving process is a bridge to you accepting what it is and moving forward. And that moving forward may mean, I'm going to have a talk with you, I don't appreciate how you treated me, whatever, X, Y, Z, or I'm going to now create some healthy boundaries because you're you're not good for me. Reestablish the terms. Right. Or you just like cut it out. (laughs) Yeah, you can do that too. Right. And so, and obviously hopefully whatever. Anyway, it's just something I've been thinking about a lot because I'm thinking about family dynamics. I'm thinking about like Mm -hmm. personal like relationship navigating things, you know, which is always funky. It's nice to have some distance on those things and some perspective like everything that you just said i think are natural for me and anybody no, I else agree. i i it's pretty natural for me but it's it's really nice to like it was really nice to hear someone <clears throat> say it like read it yeah and i was like oh that's the word i've been like sometimes you just need to sit there and grieve that yeah. like that that i wish this i was closer to this person mm-hmm. and i wish insert whatever you wanted from the relationship but i recently read a book about people habits that mentally strong people don't adopt Hmm. and one of those things is a pity party yeah which i will throw for myself if i am so inclined Mm -hmm. but it lends itself to like a victim mentality right so it's like woe is me this happened to me and it's it's part of my ego it's that it's that that small part of me that likes to tell me uh to doubt and be fearful Mm -hmm. of things it's like don't don't you know don't step out there too much because right. you know this thing could could hurt us could right. hurt me but if i separate the me from it right. and someone does something that is not in line with the relationship that i thought we had yeah i take the me out of it and i just focus on the situation as it is yeah. and say okay this is a dynamic that is not meant to hurt me or disregard you know my feelings on something or be inconsiderate to, the person yeah. is not being inconsiderate to me, the person is acting on an instinct or a decision or a reason or what what have right. you. So I just make it about them, and I focus on their interest and perspective. And I say, okay, mm. now I reevaluate this, similar to what you said. It, but it takes the sting and the poison out of it for yeah. me if I make it not about me and just about them. Yeah, I think, and I recently told somebody, um, I guess he was an ex of mine. But I'm just like, you were literally throwing a pity party for yourself. Like, you made certain choices in 
in whatever this friendship relationship was Mm -hmm. and those choices led to consequences yeah usually those consequences hopefully consequences are positive like you would have had a dope ass Mm -hmm. girlfriend right but you made some choices consequences can be positive right but you made some choices that made you not have a dope ass girlfriend and now you're saying that you're sad and lonely Mm -hmm. what the hell do you want me to do with that information oh just Sometimes just knowing is enough. Sometimes they just want you to know, and then it's and then, like we're all aware. Real quickly. Oh, then and then yeah. Well, I, I say all this because like he went on a tirade with me of like some certain things. I was just like, yo, mm. you need to. I'll show you later. Oh yeah, you we didn't talk about this. Yeah. Tirades. People don't do tirades. It was. It I was, would. He had some feelings, but I mean, it's not even just about that. I'm thinking about other other relationships too, and I'm just like. Sometimes you just need... I didn't have to, like, mourn him. I was just kind of like, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's sad that's what happened, mm-hmm. and I need to move forward. And it's okay, and there's moments, like, to have a pity party is fine, to be in your feelings yeah, and be if, angry. If that needs be to sad. Yeah. Like, totally okay. But when you're there's sitting... There's a time limit. There's, yeah, but when you're sitting in it, mm-hmm. like, that's gross. There's like, a time it's limit. It's not cute to be in that for a long time. Yeah. Like, if you need to be in it for a day or two, maybe a weekend, maybe a week... Mm-mm fine be in it but you need to but the longer you stay in it the harder it is to get out of it i haven't been in a pity party for myself in at least a couple years the most recent pity parties i've thrown for myself Mm -hmm. i've given myself a time limit of about 20 minutes well i think that's the you know the adage of Mm -hmm. like either you address it within 24 hours or you deal with it yeah like you deal with it or you 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 deal with it within 24 hours Mm -hmm. or you let it go Mm -hmm. i think that's what it is like Either, like, I'm in this pity party for 24 hours and feel my feelings, yeah. and after that, <laughs> I, feeling my feelings, yeah. either I address the issue or I let it go. I give you permission to have X food mm-hmm. and take X time off or watch X video, mm-hmm. and then it's over. We move on. I but it's, it. it's hard to do that because I think you're also the kind of, you're, you know, we're both wired very differently, but I think you're also the kind of person that you're able to compartmentalize. That's true. In a... Like mm-hmm. it looks healthy to me, but it doesn't necessarily mean it is healthy, right? Like compartmentalizing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's a line for yeah. sure. You got to walk that. I my because it makes you seem like disconnected or yeah. unempathetic, or is that yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Is it, that the word? Unempathetic. In, unempathetic. Inempathetic. Un. Not empathetic. That's not empathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> I think yeah. The M, it sounds it's like valuable <laughs> and invaluable. It's not like valuable. empathetic. Empathetic. No, I, I'm no, just kidding. You're making things up. <laughs> but uh, I, it's it's nice to have some disconnect enough that it has helped me foresee possible barriers to my right. future happiness right. or content. And that interaction I had not too long ago, probably a month ago, mm-hmm. was with a match on a dating app that everything seemed copacetic, looked like a lot of things were in alignment. That's but cool. Then. That, yeah, seemed like a really cool person. And then you find out their love language Ooh. is a love language that you've had previously with partners that d- you didn't do well. Like, mm. I did not do well meeting this good- person's needs. Like, right. what they were okay. expecting, for, they were a, uh, they need acts of service. Mm. And I am words of affirmation. So, like, I will say things to affirm us, mm-hmm. but the, the act of doing certain things. If I haven't done something in a while, they would notice, but I would not notice, so they have mm. to bring it to my attention. So that was one thing. And then there are Myers-Briggs. If you take the Myers-Briggs uh, personality test. about a lot test, of personality tests, by the way. I believe in these things so true. <laughs> if you go to I 16... I took one today. It was it, really... 
really cool about talking about it. Sixteen personalities website has the the Myers Briggs personality types. There's sixteen of them for people who don't know, and mine is ENTP. If you don't know what that means, it's fine. You just look it up. ENTP. But, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I'm 1, for sure prince, that you're one thousand percent ENTP. He is the debater. Mm-hmm. ENTP is the debater. Yep. He will take any topic <laughs> and deconstruct it, <laughs> disassemble it. Are you what? You remind that reminds me of somebody. I wonder who. <laughs> and I just start like looking at all the variables and angles and perspectives, and then that's why I don't speak in absolutes. A friend talked to me today on the phone. They were like. I'm going to ask you for some advice, though I know you'll never give me advice. Right. <laughs> it's like, right, I will never speak in absolutes <laughs> because there's just too many things to consider. You, and it's you are good from, with asking questions and giving advice. I, like, you make, us, you make us think. That's what I did with my friend on the phone today. But this person is uh, that I matched with on the dating app, mm-hmm. cool, everything checked out, except for they are a rule upholder. Mm. They are someone, their personality type believes that society is governed by certain moral values and people are to live up to those values. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a v- very good sentiment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always test out in the actual, in every situation. Right. So I'm the kind of person, and I said this to them, to her, I said, Oh, I would drive you nuts. Like, I would drive you up a wall. And I don't... You you seem like the loveliest... And her ex was me, was ENTP also. Mm -hmm. And so she said, oh, we butted heads a lot. And so I asked her about what. Like, what things specifically. And she mentioned some things. I said, oh, yeah, I would do that. (laughs) You're like, yeah, this is... We are going to break up before we even start dating. But But the idea that... I had enough compartmentalizing on that to like, here am I, here's what this, this relationship that we could reconsider later in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm going to forego all of that right. and just say, I know how this works. Right. I've seen this movie. Yeah. Um, it's been when nice you talking better, to you. you do better. Yeah. And we didn't talk after that one interaction of like one evening, we both said like, Hey, I don't think it's going to check out. Like, yeah, cool. See you. Yeah. Love 30s love the 30s yeah i do too and i'm i'm into it i'm all about relationships reconciling if they can and if they don't that's fine too speaking of reconciling relationships what's that meek mill and drake reconciled oh. their relationship and it was oh, pretty cool that's so sweet and to the internet who was like oh f that Blah. no um come screw on. you and your toxic masculinity yeah let them so, be friends let them be wait friends. how did they do that um he me came out um, to his Boston show and performed with him, and like they both posted like this is the most happiest I've ever been. I'm glad we reconciled. Like all those wonderful. So things. we don't know the backstory. No, I mean behind stage. I think I mean Twitter specifically went. Well, you know they're not fighting over Nikki anymore because Nikki and Cardi B are fighting. So because they their their original beef was about Nikki. Like back to back, that's the song back to back from Drake. Right, is about like is that your tour or your girl's tour? Because he was like the opener for Nikki. Okay. Or like whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So it was a lot of dissing back and forth, and but it, less uh, dissing now. Meek's not with Nikki anymore, right? Oh no, not at all. It's been a long time. Yeah. Because he well, it's, it's not been a just because he was in jail, but it was. I mean that before that even. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Who's she dating now? I don't know. All right. Um, 
So and, that's fine. Yeah, so that's that's good though. I'm glad that they have reconciled because, you know, beefs can like actually kill people, like Tupac and Biggie. So did it's, they like, hug nice. on stage? They did. That's awesome. Like it was. It was very cool. They performed mm-hmm. together and they hugged on stage. It was awesome. Uh, but speaking of people who don't like each other, Nikki and, and Cardi. Cardi B. What's well, well, I thought Nikki didn't like Cardi, but Cardi was of no concern. Well, so there's a lot of like speculation of things. All that happened was during New York Fashion Week at some Vanity Fair or some Vogue uh-huh. like show <gasps> or they thing. wore the same thing. No, <laughs> that would you be so embarrassing <laughs> on a Fashion Week. No, Ooh. so they wore two different things. It's that wasn't it, but um, allegedly Cardi got pissed because Nikki liked a comment on Instagram or Twitter or, or on Instagram of um, Nikki either making fun of um, culture, which is uh, Cardi's daughter, right, or and like laughing or cackling or whatever, like of a, of a comment about cardi b as a mother and so nick uh, so cardi got pissed and did what only she knows being the bronx hood chick that she is she she went for nikki how'd she do that um nikki was behind a a a pillar of of men of of security oh this happened in the actual life yes oh okay okay and at this party and like cardi tried to beat her up didn't happen She threw a shoe at her. It was like a thing. There's video footage of it. Whatever. All I got to say is this. Nikki, girl. It has been proven. So after that happened, Cardi did an iOS press release, which is basically she wrote something on notes, took a screenshot of it, and posted it on uh, Instagram about... Uh, I think... Let me pull it out exactly, because I think it, it, it will behoove us to... Um, to get it get the get the right. right words in and this is what cardi said literally within within 30 minutes she was essentially escorted out of the party and this is what she said i've let a lot of shit slide i let you sneak diss me i let you lie on me i let you attempt to stop my bags fuck up the way i eat you threaten fuck other up ar- the way i eat like and fuck up the way i eat like what do you mean you trying to ruin my paper trying to ruin my money oh okay um you threaten other artists in the industry. You told them if they work with me, y'all, y'all, you'll stop fucking with them. I'll let you talk big shit about me. I let I addressed you once in person. I addressed you a second time in person, and every time you cop the plea, basically. Like, yeah, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but when you mention my child, you choose to like comments about me as a mother, make comments about my ability to take care of my daughter is when all bets are fucking off. Yeah, you're right. I've worked so hard and came too far to let anybody fuck with my success. Bitches talk all that shit in they raps, but in real life, they pussies. That shit really is for entertainment. Ooh! Um... Nikki later on went to Queens Radio and was like, the, you know, Cardi is transphobic. Cardi like made fun of a, a uh, dead child. These are uh, all things we all know about and have like. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did those things, and uh, there's receipts for it, and we and we have uh, you know like, well, transphobic thing like she like apologized for and moved forward for, and like that's fine. But really, at the end of the day, fighting girls, come on, and like the things that even Nikki was like threatening her with is like her life. Like that's not cute. Nikki threatened see there's no hero in this battle no they both are problematic in their own ways and Cardi's not the first one to say that Nikki doesn't like 
anyone else stealing her spotlight. Remy Ma has said that. Right. Lil Kim has said that. And she's like, a little self-centered. Yeah, people like people know that she's. This is not she's news. A diva. This is not news for us. She'll share the stage with only Beyonce. Barely. Oh. In my opinion. Doth I protest? I mean, they shared a stage, and then you don't see Beyonce saying anything. So. Oh, I did not. So, I was not aware. Anyway, um, but yeah. So there's that. Anywho, I know you're still under a rock. Do you wanna? Do you wanna hear some really super sad news before we talk about? some impressive stuff and then be pissed off again do <laughs> some interesting choices <laughs> do i ever yeah lead me into that i legitimately so to give everyone to, just, some context. to give you context to why i'm under a rock i am in a uh, i've had a i had a super what i would call stressful summer and yes, I, I pulled myself out of that uh, by going back into my creative space mm-hmm. and in my creative space I went on a date some months ago with an actress and gave me some perspective She, I asked her is she up on because it matters to me that someone is up on politics and pop culture not even pop culture mm-hmm. but politics are you consciously minded around society mm-hmm. and, and what's going on yeah. in that realm because I think you should be up to date on current events she said no because it bleeds her creativity and i too no and i felt that i okay i took that hiatus in november yeah i remember because it was weighing on my creativity right so i did it again come august and ever since november i've been light on it Mm -hmm. but i took a, a hiatus on it and i've been reading more art books more creative articles um listening to more podcasts around creativity and feeding that part of myself so i legit have stayed away from sources that otherwise would update me so Mm. you're gonna tell me some things that i have not heard and i'm sure it's pretty popular out there pretty pretty trendy Mm -hmm. so go ahead and enlighten me um so in dallas um a man named botham shem jean who is um let me just make sure I know. Um, he's originally from St. Lucia. Um, he works at he works uh, at a global auditing firm and analyzes risk for the auditing firm. He is like super active in his church, active in the community. Black man who uh, was twenty six years old. Um, he was in his apartment in Dallas in his one bedroom bachelor pad, and a police officer, a white woman. Um, I forget her name. No matter, I don't really care for her name. Um, according to her, thought she went to the wrong apartment. She lives right underneath him. Um, and like the apartment right below, if he's like, I think he's lives on the 14th floor. She lives on the 13th floor. She came back from work in full police clothes, tries to open the door of, um, of Mr. Jean. Yeah. And, uh, for, for there's a lot of accounts some say that the door was propped open uh, some some saying some are saying that she's saying that her she tried to key in it was like one of those like magnetic keys like kind of like a hotel room kind of magnetic key it's right. one of those more like nicer apartment complexes in in Dallas that has yeah. the, that thing um she op- she tries to open the door um and she finally opens the door it's still dark out and she sees a black figure in her her what she thought was her apartment and shoots him dead 
Um, it has later come to, we've later come to find out, um, by the way, the police, uh, the department took a long time to identify who this, uh, white officer was, this white woman officer was. Um, they also did, took a long time to say that there was noise complaints from her, uh, about, uh, Mr. Jean. Um, so a lot of people have heard her, um, like knock at the door saying let me in and like all these different like the accounts are all not making any sense because one your key did not open this door there was a red mat a bright red mat in front of mr jeans uh botham jeans um door on the exterior on the exterior because every door kind of looks the same so like his mom gave that to him as a way to be like you know this is just so you can differentiate your door from all the other doors. Like the, when I walk into my dark apartment, you know, what's the first thing I do? What's the first thing you would do when you walk into your dark apartment? I'd strip down naked and enjoy myself. Just hang out on the couch. No, but like you literally walk into your apartment and it's dark. What is the first thing you do? What time of day is this? This is darkness. Like it's eight o'clock at night. It is darkness. I drop my bags and I take my shoes off turn on the light oh yeah right well like, that's yeah. like the first thing i do it's like one of How, the first things okay i'm my every apartment's different but like the light okay. yeah depending on where the light okay. is but like you would like okay i'll, I don't wanna, I'll go like, with you on that premise so like that doesn't make any sense you're a weirdo if you don't turn on your lights or you just like walk i in am darkness. i am nude in my palace <laughs> and i am enjoying myself like and the he, qu- king of my kingdom and like there's reports that he literally was like i'm just gonna watch the football game i think this happened last thursday or two thursdays ago um i'm just gonna watch the football game he was like texting his sister like he was just having a night after being at work and this woman just barges in and because she thought this guy was quote unquote an intruder shoots him yeah but there are reports that are saying that she has made complaints about him previously that um neighbors have heard her yell at like bang at his door and yell at it saying like let me in or shut like shut up or whatever because of noise complaints on these things what is the worst thing about all of this well one an innocent man unarmed man he was like wearing like shorts and that was it like he was just at his home you know um outside of the like obviously him dying this prominent figure in his community dying is terrible the other thing is her bail was like three hundred thousand, and she made bail um and she's released until it's time to Investigate. Where do you get three hundred thousand dollars? You just put it. You put in like equity. Like you put in your equity for like your house, or you just need like ten percent of it. So you just need three thousand dollars usually. Usually that's how it works in most cases. Okay. Um, and then so there's that right, and then this other piece, the Dallas Police Department. Who who would you say is the victim in of of these two people? I mean, the guy who got killed. Right. That makes sense. So why would you search the victim's apartment and not the police officer who shot the person? What he is, was off, she was yeah, off duty. What's the claim she's making about? She's just saying there's that. nothing. There's no claims that were that are being made other than like I thought I was walking into my apartment. Yeah. And I saw this black man, this black intruder. The police searched his apartment. And you know what they found? What? Some weed. Yeah. And oh, so, so now, now he's a pay- bad person. So now he's a bad person. Oh, right. And so that, you know, yeah. just so you know, Alex, just... if you have any weed in your apartment uh... and someone shoots you and kills you, you right. deserve that. Yeah. So. Criminal. Criminal. So this is a world we live in. 
and F you Fox News for even and any news out there that put that out. And, and F you Dallas Police Department for searching this man's house. You know, they did not search her house at all. So that's something you missed, if you didn't know. You okay? Um, yeah, I'm not shocked by anything. No. Because of it's not. America and it's Texas. America. So Texas, especially Dallas, I would think would be um, very pro-law enforcement, mm-hmm. very pro-white, very pro-people who are middle-aged. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. And, and anti-marijuana uh, progression so it doesn't surprise me about any of this um, and I'll look for to hear how this resolves itself I'm, I'm, I don't know if it will I'm, it's, really, it's really funky it's going to go into the court system for a while this is going to be one of those things where we don't hear about it for over a year and then it's going to call back to us and say mm-hmm. okay this remember that case well here's what the grand jury is deciding on that case yeah once that happens i choose how i'm gonna feel about something because i i still want to we're gonna talk about this in the cast i know but what america's ideals are and her execution of those ideals are often two different things so the court of law guilt innocent until proven guilty Let's see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. And then if she is found guilty, convicted, and it's just like... And also, I don't know... Like you said, we don't know enough about where the... The... um, The impetus for the, the... the cause of her going to that door was I mean understandably police would do investigation and keep it hush hush because if you release everything to the media yeah. before it's it's ready yeah. it's going to be too hot it's going to burn you got to let it cool down a little bit figure out all the angles to it so once that all gets disclosed I'll decide how I want to feel about it and everything but right now based on the surface and everything that you've told me it sounds like classic case of Texas law enforcement um, exercising extreme force on a young black male and just the officer's name is officer geiger i don't know what her first name is she said in court documents that she opened the door which false like that doesn't make any sense because your key wouldn't have opened it i mean open the door when what she didn't say unlock the door she said open the door right which it could be unlocked right it could be and there has been video that shows that because there was other documents that said that the door was propped okay like the door was just like left open yeah but these doors are heavy doors so they're not actually allowed like it's not you're not able to leave it open because they're heavy doors that have just, to be propped they would have to be propped yeah um she said that she, when she opened the door the apartment was dark and she saw a silhouette of someone she thought was a, sh- a burglar she said she shouted commands that were ignored like if someone shouted commands at me at my my apartment i'd be like what the hell are you doing yeah why in are my, you in my why apartment are you in my home telling me what to do neighbors however have have told lawyers for mr jean's relatives uh, that they heard someone the night that he was killed mm-hmm. banging on the doors shouting let me in and open up and before gunshots rang before gunshots rang out and then they said they heard a man presumably um uh, the victim mm-hmm. oh my god why did you do that yeah. So all of this sounds real wow. messy. It's messy. To say the least. It's, it, it, it harkens so closely 
to Michael Brown's yeah. death yeah. that it's uh, it's chilling because mm-hmm. I remember reading those witness statements mm-hmm. from the people and there were stories corroborating certain stories and right. others doing an- and they were split mm. and so not everything was consistent in some of the witness testimonies yeah and some people fabricated or exaggerated sure. some things and so I'm just I'm gonna be very cautious about what what I decide to take in yeah on this subject absolutely it's just ugh, it's, it's yeah it's icky so icky and I'm just sending all my love to the family who like are dealing with this I just don't it just don't moving away from like just the racial part of it just taking a step aside from mm-hmm. it I just don't understand why we have so many guns <laughs> and people who are approved to handle those guns mm-hmm. like the people who have guns probably are not always the best people to have guns yeah I was in a situation recently mm-hmm. in w- where we work where I had to interact with an officer who wasn't an NYPD it was it was a p- patrol officer um, security officer okay and they don't have weapons sure they're just you know they they're do just... front desk stuff checking people in making mm-hmm. sure IDs are, are correct yeah. and all that sort of there's stuff there's a lot of those in like New York City yeah mm-hmm. and just surveying the property right. making sure things are okay the way that this person interacted with a guy who shouldn't have been where he was at the time, he and I, I've seen this officer a couple times mm-hmm. do this, where he will escalate a situation so quickly mm-hmm. with a person who is maybe not in the right. Maybe this person's not in the right. They're right. testing some boundaries they shouldn't be. But to course correct for that, the officer takes it to a level eleven. When it doesn't need to get that high that quick, mm. and you're like, just okay, you're not being helpful. You're not neutralizing the situation. Yeah. You're really exacerbating the situation. Yeah. So if if you could just shut up mm-hmm. and let me like I'll finesse this, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get to where we need to go. Right. But if you had a gun at this point, mm. I'd like to think you probably have it drawn, and you're pointing it somewhere, and that escalation in things is really concerning to me so i would wonder i would just wonder i i have thought about going through just to see Mm. going through police academy in new york state new york city Mm. to try out for the nypd just i've read about what the training is over six months and then like patrol and these sorts of things i would be interested to actually go through it and know the culture setting the the mind setting yeah. around this yeah you get your gun issue yeah you do the physical tests and the right. drills you do all the, the textbook stuff mm-hmm. but what is the conversation about responsibility to community mm-hmm. to safety to critical thinking like all of these sorts of right. higher levels of thinking yeah i would be interested to just be witness to that so I don't know. I just I think our country. I'm trying to imagine this situation in a different country, mm-hmm. like if we were in Belgium or Switzerland or some kind of like European nation mm-hmm. where they have low rates of gun violence, right? And just they don't understand why Americans have guns. I would like to. I'm trying to envision a state, a country where this 
could happen and we're just so unique we're so unique that's just a nice way this. of saying that we're stupid yeah basically <laughs> we dumb that's un- that's really sad yeah it's thanks. super sad thanks I'm, for sharing i appreciate you sharing i'm sorry and- that i made that i mean it sucks when like I so I asked Alex if he knew about this and he just like looked at me like I was stupid. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't stupid. You you started to get really teary eyed that I didn't know. Yeah. And I think that was correct me if I'm wrong. That was you at the thought of I'm gonna have to explain this. Yeah. And it's not gonna and I don't like explaining this story because yeah. it hurts. I feel that hurt in that story and I can only imagine what the family is feeling for a 26 year old. With such kid. promising yeah. future, doing like good he, things, he did everything right, yeah. right? Like he has weed though, so yeah, you know that makes him a criminal. We gotta, we got, and that's the that's also the the really you know what he probably also has alcohol. alcohol. I was just gonna say the really <laughs> shitty thing about this is marijuana is a arguably less destructive drug than alcohol, mm. but watching a game, drinking beer, is more permissible in our society. Because we legalized it. Whereas having the marijuana is a capital crime in some people's eyes. When if we fast forward to 20 years from now, having marijuana will be something that the elderly have at their disposal. To not have glaucoma. Or not have glaucoma and not have certain pains in the body. It will be so... I talked about acupuncture, right? On this like not too long ago. Yeah. These herbal things, these holistic things, these mm-hmm. things that don't involve hard drugs, yeah, are really soothing and kind and gentle on the body for a benefit to the mind and spirit and body, all these sorts of things, and we demonize it as a society because it doesn't fit in line with our Anglo-Christian uh, dominant group mm-hmm. and th- those of us in the people of color community have no time for these feelings about white fragility yep. and loss of this protestant you know ethos right. I don't give two shits about the pilgrims and what they wrote on Plymouth Rock I don't care about nope. that, that you know what we wrote the Declaration of Independence and all those amendments in Philadelphia with all these white men who specifically wrote it for white men and they amended that thing so many times. Do you know what the fuck is in the Constitution that went wrong? <laughs> what? The, was it the 18th Amendment? Was prohibition of alcohol? Yeah. At one so. point, at one point, this country made alcohol illegal. Yeah. And then the next Second. amendment was to overturn <laughs> that rule because hey this thing is doing bad stuff to our men and our society we're not alcohol, regulating it no because alcohol is bad for us it is a it is the devil's poison so we need to make it illegal then they tried it and the white people said no but we really like it <laughs> and then they went ahead and rebuffed uh, revoked that amendment and so now we're looking at marijuana and people are saying this should be illegal. We have it legal in two states already, and countries are calling Colorado and Washington right. and some parts of California saying, hey, how do you regulate this, and how can we use it in our country? And also, like, marijuana has been legal for white people forever. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what Cynthia Nixon said, who was a, f- sure. a former governor. Uh, you know, he, she was Gubernatorial running for candidate. candidate. I'm, I voted for you, girl. I tried. Sorry. I did what I can, but... New York is super red in the other ways. <laughs> yeah, but. I just, I just, I wish white America could see itself in its history, 
And the way that Fox News is saying, well, he had marijuana, so he's a bad person. Yeah, if it was the 1920s and we were to say, yeah, he had alcohol in his apartment, he was mm-hmm. a bad person. Now it's okay yeah. to have that alcohol, yeah. even though it does so many terrible things to our society, mm-hmm. health-wise, relationships-wise, culture-wise. There is Alcoholics Anonymous and different support groups for people with alcohol addictions for Actually, a reason. people have died because of alcohol. Way more than marijuana. I don't, I don't think there is a case that... People have died of marijuana. It, Maybe it's, it's like so it's, negligible right. that it's debatable. If anything, if it's probably like marijuana mixed with like something else right. that caused it. Right. That people will say he died of marijuana. Laced with what though? Yeah. Like, laced with not, what? Were they were they drinking? Right. Were they also snorting cocaine? Combination of yeah, hard alcohol, like yeah. drugs and all yeah. this sorts of stuff. So it's like uh, people have to try real hard to find cases of death with marijuana, whereas alcohol we yeah. see it annually in high numbers. I wish people could just look at this on the surface and say, this kid had marijuana and it's probably the healthiest thing for a kid at that age to have that compared to, I don't even think smoking is a great thing, sure. I mean, respiratory wise, mm-hmm. but in terms of the damage it does, it's not any greater than cigarettes Yeah, and it's not any more detrimental to the psyche and the body than alcohol that reaps havoc on people like and you drink reason. alcohol and if you drink so much alcohol mm-hmm. you look older yeah, like it's sure. like because it's your liver is trying to process it and you're drinking too much <laughs> a recent study that i just heard uh last week said that alcohol there's literally no health benefit to alcohol and alcohol is only bad for you yeah you're putting poison in your body that makes sense it's poison yeah <laughs> exactly it's We've been talking about it like, oh, it's got tannins in it. Right. Oh, it's got these like phyto things that like, what, what is it called in blueberries that it has and chocolate? It's like uh, cocoa. No, 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 no. It's something that's supposed to be good for you. Anyway, it's like a super antioxidant. They're like, oh, wine has that. I'm like, yeah, wine has it mm. with other poisons, but you could have six blueberries and it would be the equivalent of that glass of wine. So it's like this thing that is only bad for us is sold at stores sports games and white america loves it Mm. uh but then you see like um i'm going off on a tangent but if you're like a muslim american Mm -hmm. who doesn't drink alcohol and you pray and you have your religious regimen and you believe in like clean eating in the body and this no poisons in the body and stuff and you take issue with white america as a muslim in America who is demonized mm-hmm. in the media, white America thinks you're nuts. Yeah. I was like, see yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, please see yourself. It's just, ugh, it just makes me, this whole country makes me sad. I mean, that's like the, that's my nicest way of uh, saying it. Not the whole country, because I still love like blues, rock and roll, and hip hop. Like, Thank sure. you, thank you, Black America. I was about to say, I'm like, so everything <laughs> that's black, Black America. Cool. Thanks, Black America. <laughs> Love you. Um, we want to talk about uh, another Black American. Yeah. About do do we want to do Pick a Caps one. Corner update? We can do Caps. Do you know what's going on with uh, Nike and? I know and that pissing much. Every, and pissing everybody off. I love it. I'm so into you, it. Please, please elaborate. So, uh, for the 30th anniversary of Just Do It campaign for Nike, they made the Wait, face. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, well, how many years? 30th. 30, 30. 30th? Yeah. Oh, it's been 30 years? Yeah, man. It was like most of 88? our life. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a gold mine. <laughs> yep. It, that was good. Nike has like if you know Nike's history of how Nike came to be, mm-hmm. the fact that it exists is like an anomaly. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But hey, cool. Do you? Nice. Um, they made the face of that campaign. They have all of their athletes part of the campaign, but mm-hmm. the main face, the one that's going to be on all the billboards, none other than LeBron James. <gasps> no. Okay. He's in the he's in the commercial. All right. But uh, it's uh, Colin Kaepernick. Okay. You know the man that still doesn't have a job. It, playing a quarterback uh, for literally any NFL team. What's he been doing for work? You know, I think he's fine. Are we just like are people chipping in? I'm I'm sure I'm sure he has. I mean, he has a huge endorsement deal with Nike. I Fuck think you. he's fine. Get that money. Um. So anyway, it's, what's funny about this? I realized that Nike is the brand for NFL. Like they're yeah. the ones who do their oh, for uniforms. Sure. For sure. I'm like, oh, this is funny. I didn't think about that, but okay. I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm, now I'm starting to see some connections. I see this. Yeah, I see yeah, yeah. this. I'm There's some, this. some possible like uh, <laughs> <F-U>. area. <laughs> <laughs> some possible some possible areas of friction here. Yeah, uh, I thought that was funny. Um, and of course, a lot of uh, mostly white people, okay. white people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were very upset that Nike would dare choose this. Horrid human. What I remember seeing from the ad. Who disrespects the flag. Yeah. What I remember (laughs) seeing from Cap's thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the statement is do what, something like do everything that you can, even if it means sacrificing everything. Yeah, that's like his tag. Yeah. Yeah. Which people started memeing of other things, which was really funny. I would love to talk about that (laughs) because I have loved some of the things that have happened. No. So anyway, so people have been taking the Nikes that they have, the Nike products that they have and been burning them. Oh, which okay. I think is hilarious because you've already given Nike your money. Yeah, you're an idiot. And the stuff that I've seen being burnt are things that you could buy at like, you know, Foot Locker. You're not you're not burning Kyrie's or like Oh, they're buying burning the cheap stuff. Yeah. You're not you're not burning Fuck this Jordans. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not <laughs> That's cool, but Throw still, they, bit in there. <laughs> like it's, Throw that in there. It's not. You're not hurting Nike. You paid 185 for those Lebrons, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, like they're cutting like socks with like the Nike logo on it, and it's really stupid, right? It's really funny. Um, and uh, what's funny about all of this is that Nike stock has never been higher since. I was saying, one I of, was like, yeah. One of the people, <laughs> one of the, the people who works for me, just her mom said, "Go out and buy some Nikes right now." Uh-huh. And my mom, her mom's super frugal mm-hmm. and never tells her to go on a shopping spree. She was like, "I want you to go buy two pairs of Nikes," and <laughs> she, I said, "Why?" And she at the time did not know. Right. But we later figured out, like, your mom is so hype about Nike because <laughs> of this branding. <laughs> Yeah, of course their stock's high. Yeah, but like ever since they put out the cap. Yeah, of course. Like everyone thought, oh, it's going to plummet. You're not going to get my money, right? And everyone else was like, nah, it's good. Please, (laughs) watch, watch. This is a signal that the arc of the universe bends toward justice. Mm -hmm. Watch any, did you see that the NFL owners retracted their uh, stance on the flag this year? They said, we're not going to do it this year. Yeah, you know why? Because watch players take a knee at the expense of their pockets or their owner's pockets who Mm -hmm. pay for them and watch any player give two shits about your rule. Yep. Because there have been already players that have been kneeling. Yep. So. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You're going to tell me not to play? 
You can tell me not to give the fans what they. Oh, you're gonna sit me out for a season like Colin Kaepernick? Go ahead, sir. Who's gonna block your white quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna get him? <laughs> Say it again, louder. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's put let's put that rule away. That was real cute. That was cute. That you thought you could do real that. Real cute. We're gonna dude. run this ad campaign. So we got Colin Kaepernick. We got what? Who? LeBron James. Serena's on the the ad campaign, I believe. So yeah, Serena is. Uh, LeBron is. It's a couple of skateboarders. Like it's just. Like, a couple of... Uh, it, it's a really cool commercial, if you haven't seen it. I gotta check it out. Um, I think we posted it on our gram, on mm. our um, on our Twitter, too. So definitely check it out. But um, the fact that he still doesn't ha- have a job is really still messed up because there are some garbage yeah. uh, I've heard. quarterbacks um, on the... On, on roster right now um but i haven't been watching the nfl Mm -hmm. games including the packers versus the bears games but i'm not even watching those yeah i don't care care. but uh at least i'm i'm proud of him i'm proud of i love lebron's reaction like (laughs) you played yourself after they found out that nike's stock is like the like highest it's ever been (laughs) since like you know it like shot up through the roof he's like yeah. played yourself never he's like nike for life i'm like you yeah, know he said he's like i rock nike all day every day yeah 100 percent. it you better it's your brand dude what it's your brand i yeah i definitely think nike did something for it i have been critical of nike for a number of years you've known this for mm-hmm. at least a few years i mean I their have, their practices their um factory practices of I like it's say, all terrible and well horrid. they're they're no different than any other brand sure. in that regard like capitalism is yeah, that the garbage but uh the what i've told people since now that this ad campaign has come out i've said this stance that nike has taken on this to capitalize on being on the right side of history you won some some brownie points with me even though i'm sure someone a table of experts sat around and did the data analytic points on this and, and said, said what you're not going to lose money we're not going to lose money how much money can we make from this right let's let's spin it that way i kind of wish i bought stock like the day before that came out i mean because you would have yeah. made so much i money. mean the choice the choice of even to do it in uh was like a black and white sepia tone yeah kind of yeah thing. it was it's mostly semi, yeah it's a little a soft little, warmth yeah. to it it's the, the the choice to anguish over how warm to make that black and white mm-hmm. was i'm sure no small yeah decision to, even to make it black and white instead of mm-hmm. like color f- f- instead of color yeah to, to mute the whole it campaign to neutralize it in yeah. that that grayscale i mean all of these things were weighed mm-hmm. and they tried out several different uh palettes for this i'm sure and the wording the font the text all of, all of that stuff and so it was still came so out simple and beautifully done calculated elegance yeah and it came out that way and they introduced that new cushioning system so i said (laughs) i said nike bravo for the new technology and the ad campaign i give it to you my hat's off i'm not gonna put on a pair of those nike epic reacts because i know what i'm gonna feel and i don't want to fall victim to shoe purchases but I hear that it's lovely. I yeah, mm, I'm not gonna say anything because I've been listening and look, like watching things, and I'm like, oh, I need to. This could be real bad. I told someone Sneaker. recently, the the Kevin Durant 11s, mm-hmm. the KD 11s, uh, have full length react and Zoom Air cushioning in it, mm-hmm. so it's got the bubble on top of the new cushioning system. Mm-hmm. I, I, Are you okay? I don't. I can't put it on my feet because it has KD's logo on it. And I refuse and to rock those you don't shoes. Want to, and you don't want to be a punk-ass bitch. If they look wonderful, <laughs> I cannot bring myself to put those on my feet. 
because I feel like I'll turn into a serpent <laughs> and I'll forsake anyone that I've ever loved or cared about and sell them down the river for a for a cheap trick, whatever it may be. So, but he uh, and I saw some of the ad uh, memes about the Nike ad that yeah. came out, and one of them was KD, and it had his face, like mm-hmm. the Colin Kaepernick face, yeah. and the text across KD's was like. Um, <laughs> What did he I think, say? Did I send it? To, or you sent it to or me? Or something? Yeah, it was like oh, pull that one up. I'm gonna there try was, to pull it up. There was that one, and freaking God, we we do a lot of DMs to each other. There we, it is. It says believe in something, even if it means sacrificing absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> right. Right. And then I put the little snake emoji yep. under it. And then you said uh, Carmelo. Carmelo's was fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then I saw Kyrie's. Because they're just, I mean, for any of those who don't know, this is in our dabbling section. We're really just like dipping over here. Yeah. But Kyrie's. Love, love Kyrie for all his like acting he's done. Right. His his work with the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline, um, for the 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 tribe out there, and all the work that he does consciously yeah. around issues off the Ooh. court. Yeah. Like he's he's really known for his like high IQ, but one of the favorite quotes they pulled to put on his was when he was walking through the tunnel on one game and on a road game yeah. and someone like heckled him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kyrie, not so hot without LeBron, and then. He said, suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) They asked him about it at the press conference. I heard you, you, we got this on tape. Every, like, what about that? He goes, yeah, I said that. I probably shouldn't have said that, but that's what I said. I take full responsibility for that. Because, you know. And I'm not sorry about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, that's what non-podcast bitches do. Right. That's that's what... I, I didn't have a burner account. I didn't come through my ooh, DMs. Ooh. That I wasn't a 15-year-old. I don't care. <laughs> I told him this like my day. So his was... It may have been a 15-year-old, though. It no, it was a guy. It was a grown-ass oh, like grown, man. Okay. But his face, Kyrie's face, looking very like solemn, kind of like Colin Kaepernick's, but mm. it's saying, suck my dick across the front. <laughs> I, I got a good giggle out of it. That's funny. That's cool. Um, speaking of the Nike commercial, what you mentioned that Serena Williams was in that commercial, which she was. Right. Um, and I want to briefly talk about how I will continue and forever and always consider Serena Williams the greatest tennis player of all yep. time. For sure. Probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. Probably. I don't like. She's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah, she's top ten. No, that's what I meant by like probably. Like, she's not the greatest athlete of all time, but like she's one of the the very oh. few athletes of all time. She when Nike does their next Nike, ESPN or whoever does their next top fifty athletes, mm-hmm. she'll be top twenty five for sure. Yeah, and if not much, top 10. yeah, if yeah. not top five. Yeah, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I right. feel like I, top ten. I would say top five. We could do that on an episode. I yeah, mean, we, let's do that on an episode. Let's do the next episode. I would be fine with that. Um, okay, anyway. So she was in the finals with the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was awesome about the U.S. Fin- uh, the US Open final was uh, Serena against uh, Naomi Osaka, um, who is a Haitian-Japanese. Um, I guess she's American, too, because she mm-hmm. trains and has been raised in America. But she was born in Japan. Her father is Haitian her mom's Japanese I everyone loves to be like she's the first Japanese you know athlete to win um the US Open which spoiler alert she won the US Open um so um it was a really interesting game Serena wasn't playing her best 
like but she eventually got her rhythm um and she eventually got three um the equivalent to like a foul like a, a three yeah um i mean what's the word for it um code violations that's what they're called from the chair umpire carlos ramos um after he suspected that she was cheating earlier um earlier in the game something about coaching yeah so something that like tennis players are supposed to do is just they're just alone out there on the field like on the court their coach gives them no input no input and the coach is watching but they're not giving i always thought the coach wasn't giving input because they were too far away because like that's where they're sitting. Sure. And it's like there's no. But they have hand signals and things right. like that. This is something that I didn't know you couldn't do that. So yeah, one you couldn't do that. So she got a code violation for uh uh no she first got a she first got a a violation I believe for hitting her racket. Um, like she she you can't just, do that. She got it's my a racket. Mm, or was it the second one? The first no the first one was coaching. The, yeah. the first one was a coaching violation. Yeah. and But she, she goes up to the ump and says, like, I don't cheat. I'd rather lose than cheat. I have I a daughter. That. That like, really cool. like, this is not what I do. Right. I believe her when she says that. And even the coach later on said, like, yes, I was coaching, but I don't think she saw me coaching. I think all she saw was me doing a thumbs up and, like, did not see anything else because she's so focused and she, and she doesn't cheat. He, and, so the coach said... I was trying to cheat, yeah, but, but she wasn't she, watching. But, but then he was saying that <laughs> coaches do this all the time. Like, they oh. do it for the male athletes all the time. They do it for other competitors all the time. Oh. But because of Serena, Serena always gets tested more for drugs than any other tennis right. athlete. Right, right, right. She's always, she's she always, anytime she's on the court, especially the U.S. Open court, she has gets a lot of, like, trouble in how it's being officiated um, as an um, with the umpire. The second violation was she was just having a bad like cert, like volley back and forth in the serve and she was mad she missed something and she like hit the racket like like I on saw the, a picture and it of broke, the racket and it, it looked, broke it looked hurt um, yeah she broke she brokened the rabbit the racket yeah and then she got a violation for that and that violation like let her lose a point or something like that like some a point was lost for it not not a yeah she lost like she the other person got a point or something they deducted a field goal there was was something of that nature i don't rbi i was watching this live and i was just because i i always forget the rules of tennis until i start watching i'm like oh yeah it's all i know is 15 30 40 love love yeah no love is zero love is zero 15 40 45 no 40 and then it's like match point and then match point yeah or or like yeah whatever it is yeah which Again, i don't know where the numbers go between those numbers there, i don't there understand is no why isn't it just one two three don't ask questions match point this is what white people wanted to make 15 there is there a field goal no. somewhere like no. three point extra no. kick no i don't understand no anyway so that was her second violation she was pissed um and the second violation causes you to lose a game that's what it is it makes you lose a game because you have to have like the best of how many ever games per and a game is there's three games in a match for w- women best of five it's best of three three two out of three you gotta you win, to win two matches out of three right men it's three out of five right okay something like that and so um so of course she was pissed one she didn't cheat she's right. like i know you don't know me and my coach but i don't cheat I have integrity, sir. Right. Second one, she was pissed. She's like, you you stole a game from me. 
because the second violation you you lose a game mm. you give the other point to the other that's, person that's a big penalty huge penalty so she says to the to the ump you're a thief don't, yeah don't take this from me you're yeah you're a thief you took like he's like you're a thief you need to apologize to me you like this was a bad i know you can't change it but you need you, to apologize i know you to won't me. admit it but what yeah. you're doing is wrong and then she like essentially even like, like the equivalent to like the manager of a store like i need to talk to your manager she like went to the highest ranking person in the u.s open like come down to they're like this is not okay this is not okay mm-hmm. the and then because she called him a thief she, he she got a third violation for um attack ta- like i think it was like uh Verb, uh, verbal verbal abuse, abuse to the umpire or whatever, and she lost a whole like game or something. Like it was like something where like literally, it, like screwed her over, and she literally was like, "Are you kidding me?" The, John Mackerel called yeah. any like I kept thinking about like, John Mackerel. Even like the current like right. players like cuss these umps out and nothing like they maybe get like one violation but right. her first two violations weren't even shouldn't have even happened to begin with it's different and when... she called someone a thief she didn't call you a motherfucking thief she didn't right. call you like she didn't say anything other than you're a thief right um, and she still wanted an apology the, the it's a different thing when you have to win two out of three instead of three out of five yeah because i mean a guy could then lose one of those matches and you still have some room to work two out of three yeah she was already on the second the second game like Damn. the second yeah so i just yeah, want to yeah yeah and so with so after this all happened it was so sad because naomi the person who eventually won she played an amazing game she is the future of tennis like once Serena is done like she's going to be someone that we're going to look at because she was tw- she's 20 years old right and kicked ass and is powerful and wonderful I feel right? sorry for her to be- she was crying because the crowd was booing obviously mm-hmm. not at her they were booing at like how shitty the the mm-hmm. officiating was Serena right? was really nice and like hugging her and yeah, smiling and, and encouraging her, her. So, like yeah. they're not booing you right like I and it, it, even for um, Naomi she was like you're taught to like not when the other player gets angry and stuff you're taught to turn away and like that's how you're just right. but when that other player is the best player in tennis history right but she did walk so she had yeah. no idea what was happening right so she didn't realize you know and it's also like loud in there all these different things so you're 20 and you're up against Serena Williams and you did it so graciously and Serena was the kindest to you and yeah. and you deserve that win like she, the way she was playing Serena that yeah. first that first match uh-huh. i was like this girl's good like I, f- I feel sorry for her that she beat Serena Williams at 20 yeah in the US Open yeah like i that like i would hope at 20 mm-hmm. to lose that match yeah because no. like 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 long term i mean i'm not the champion who plays professional tennis so right. i mean my mindset is obviously right. weaker than thou <laughs> but she is uh but that would be such a bless a curse and a blessing well and that's the thing like her first title her mm-hmm. first professional title right. is like is marred by this like really right. this ugliness which is so bad but she also like grew up idolizing serena yeah. and wanted to like play her one day and she gets to right. and she wins which is cool like if i played against michael jordan like and i win like that's dope like that's cool you be but, kobe yeah yes oh that makes me sad you did that. yeah i know but i'm just like it just made me sad for a second i'm just like yeah. i don't want to necessarily yeah. be kobe um it's just, like, super sad. What's worse about all of this is how Serena's being painted. Like, one, like, there's the, the horribleness of, like, this this beautiful woman of color 
not being able to celebrate her win the way that she deserves to. Yeah. And then there's how Serena's being painted. There's this Australian cartoonist that did this horrible... Oh, no, horrible, the Australians. The Don't horrible, ask the Australians. Horrible, horrible, horrible caricature ask. that they made Naomi more white-looking with blonde hair yeah, oh and God. made Serena look really caricatured and had, like, pacifiers. And it's so bad. I'll show you an image I... of it. It's, and it was, like, literally, like, J.K. Rowling was like, who... Like who asked you? The, this is racist. J.K. Rowling came out for this. The uh, the Australians are not known for their uh, racial sensitivity, right? By and large, yeah. There's a history there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to that artist, uh, Hardy, fuck you for putting that out there because um, you're a terrible human person for doing that. Dang. But yeah, I and I just want to like. Be, I just want to say thank you through and through to Serena for being just lovely. Like that was just lovely and gracious. And she went back and, and she was like, I get that I'm not getting a W for this. I get it. But hopefully me fighting for equality for women in this game will benefit the next person. Yeah. So way to go, Serena. You're my dope person all the time. You and Beyonce. And LeBron. Dang. I love those three dope people. Serena's eyebrows be on point. She good. She, she just... Yeah. Those things are sharp. <laughs> I'm like, girl, she keeps a tight um, image of herself. And that was the first time I can recall seeing her unhinged mm-hmm. in a way that was... I mean, she's argued with umps before, but this was yeah. like... She was pissed. This was, this was pure ferocity and directed like laser focus and I don't I, I'm glad she said what she said and I'm glad that she put people on blast about it there are people who are going to disagree with her and that's sure. always going to be the case they call but, her a sore loser yeah, you know but, but I, it's also like black women are often like that like yeah. the way she even like she could have gone off way harder but yeah. she didn't she like composed mm-hmm. herself she's like no guts she, no glory you yeah. did that in front of the cameras and that's not like mm-hmm. in the NBA yeah. we, unless you're mic'd up you can't really see you can't really hear what's being said yeah you can, and they're like, mic'd like they're they're, mic'd. when they're when yeah. they're talking to the ump, you hear what they're saying. Everyone can hear in that arena what she's saying to and them. And everybody's on her side. Yeah. And the it's fact clear. that she the fact that she called them to task, she took them to task right there in front of everyone saying, Oh no, you know what? I'm gonna make this public, very public. I'm and this and this ump has not been kind to to Venus or Serena. Carlos. In, yeah, in the past. So a hearty F you, dude. You gotta, if you're the ump, you gotta really look at yourself in the mirror and say, what's going on in my life? Yeah, he apparently he's not good to a lot of people, but well, I mean, probably you're... he's not good to himself. <laughs> I know, like, legit, people who are really sour and salty at their jobs usually have, like, something mm-hmm. that they're um, reconciling off the court, off yep. the, the match. But uh, to the the coach's point, though, I did not know that the coach said, yeah, I was coaching, but she didn't see me. That's not really a good argument. No, to it's say, like, everybody does it. No, and, it, I just, and, and <laughs> it's the argument. But the thing is, like, they do do it, especially in the men's matches all the time. So I didn't at, know that it wasn't allowed. I just assumed that you were supposed to, as a coach, make eye contact with the player and say, like, remember what I taught you. Right. And then just send them, like, Words a wink or a signal yeah. or something like that. But then the fact that you it's illegal to do that now. So you got to sit as the coach, you got to sit there yeah. and not make you got to watch what you do mm-hmm. because it might be interpreted as coaching. Yeah. That to me says we should probably if if the, what the coach said is right in that everybody does it, 
maybe we should look at that rule. Yeah, maybe I do, you should. I don't know. They're already sitting right. in the spectator yep. crowd. They're already far enough away that they have as much line of eyesight as anyone else in that arena. Right. If they send them a, a this hand sign, mm-hmm. like, so? Yeah. I don't care. It's not like he went up to him and whispered, hey. X's and O's and here's a player. Right. There's limited options. Right. There are two players, one ball, and a net in between them. Right. And, and you literally are only doing, like, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do, well, but like. Yeah, but it's like, what? Do an underhand. Do right. an overhand. Yeah. Do, do it between do it the legs. <laughs> right. Like, you hit that at 98 miles an hour. Hit right. the next one at 99. Right. Like, what, you know. Right. I don't know. Maybe Maybe check the rule books. Maybe. Let's, let's revise. We've been talking a lot about sports, so I feel like we should move move it forward yeah, to the, the next. next. Yeah, the next one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Cool. What up, folks? Welcome to our dribbling section. We are going to go get started because we are an hour in, so let's get it moving. Um, what's, what's up on the docket? What's going on with basketball? Uh, We're still in the off season. I can't wait for it to it come back. It is the off season, so some of the limited things to be aware of. Yes. The Minnesota the Bulls. Timber Bulls. The Minnesota Timber Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, star. It's literally like offen- it's like offensive to me. It hurts my feelings. They almost signed Luol Deng. They, no, they did. Oh, they did officially. I just yeah. looked up the roster. I didn't no, they see officially him. they officially okay. signed him. So Tom Thibodeau has added a fourth former bull. Yeah. To join uh, Taj. Jimmy and Derek. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's kind of like we're just waiting for Joakim Noah. But they seriously. they did say uh, the Timber Timber Wolves. I almost called them Timber Bulls. Mm-hmm. The Timber Wolves uh, said that they weren't interested, and Joakim hasn't played. Yeah, in a while because you know feelings. Yeah, but Jimmy is not interested in any of this by the reports. He. It has spoken with or is speaking with the front office organization yeah. to say, hey, you know, this future with this team, I have yeah. one more year before my contract expires. Here's how I'm feeling. We don't know what he's going to say, right. but he is having a meeting about his uncertain future. Well, and am I understanding, because he didn't sign an extension with them, sure. um, and uh, there's talks that uh, J.R. Smith stated that um, someone asked him, like, you know what's the what's the likelihood of um, Kyrie going to the Knicks? Kyrie Irving from the Celtics, former Cav, mm-hmm. um, and uh, J.R. Smith was J.R. Smith's answer was high. Like that's he's like <laughs> high. It's very it's that, those are the chances. Very high. Yeah. Um, and so we've talked about the the rumors of Jimmy going to the Knicks, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also a rumor of him wanting to go to the Lakers. We talked right. about that last week. So. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah, Jimmy's a Jimmy straight shooter. Jimmy, come to the Knicks so that I can watch you play. That'd be awesome. I don't doubt that he's being honest with the Wolves. Oh no, and just I, saying he's always been. Yeah, he's always been a scrappier mm-hmm. player outside of the like. He says what he wants. Yeah, he expects a lot from himself and yeah. those around him. Um, the we'll say Kobe's book. Mm-hmm. Kobe uh, releasing a new book. What? Comes out I didn't know that. this month called Mamba Mentality. Okay. And it is his story about resilience and focus and just being having that tenacity Kobe mindset. Mm. And so 
Yeah, we're just gonna the be the black able to... mamba snake mentality, the kind of snake you want to be. He's giving not us... the green snake. No, not a not Kevin the Grant. green, not the Kevin Grant. No, no, snake. no, no. He's giving you a look see into his mind, and if you've noticed, Kobe's lately been coaching a lot of athletes mm-hmm. from the WNBA and the NBA who just reach out. Also, to him. one of his girls can really ball well. Mm-hmm. I think it's his Natal- youngest. Oh, not the not like the youngest, youngest, like the second one, I think. Natalia. Sure. Gianna. I don't know. One of them. One Italian of them. names. Yeah. He, um, he, uh, but I've seen him on clips just like he is reaching out or having people reach out to him and just taking him into the gym. Yeah. And saying, it's working on some, po- I saw him with Candace Parker uh-huh. recently showing oh, her cool. some post mo- moves, mm-hmm. you know, things that he learned from Elijah on. Him nice. communicating that onto her, like the next generation. That's, dope. That's pretty cool. I heard him. I love that how he supports the WNBA, like genuinely supports the WNBA. Yeah. And not just like saying it because, you know, lip service. Like lip service. Like he actually goes to games and. He has a. I don't remember what it's called, but he has a podcast for kids. What? Mm hmm. And it's about. I didn't know that. Yeah, it comes out once a week and on Saturdays mm-hmm. because those are the days that most parents are taking their kids to like sporting event games Mm -hmm. so in the mornings they can listen and it's only like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. so that they have time to listen to it in the car ride Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's just a storytelling thing for kids about decision making and sports and things like that and so he yeah he actually lily's lemonade is one episode Mm. he was saying you gotta listen to Lily's Lemonade. Hearing him talk about it, he's so excited about it because he's yeah. a storyteller. Yeah, he loves storytelling. He won an Oscar for it, and that's he said, "I want to do that. I want to just tell stories." Mm-hmm. So that's what his newest book is coming out, and I already put it in my Amazon cart. Nice. So that's awesome. That is on the menu for this month, and as we know, we mentioned this earlier, the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, inducted several new members. Yeah. Of them, uh, it included Ray Allen, Steve Nash, Grant Hill, and Jason Wait, Kidd. Grant Hill hasn't been inducted yet? No, he just got in. Wow. Because he spent so much time in those latter... Okay, that's a good. you raise a good question. Because he was with the Clippers, he was with the Suns, yeah. he was with several teams at the end that just needed a veteran in the locker room like right. him, who's dependable, I can get 15 to 20 minutes out of you, yeah. you'll put in a handful of points. If you look at Grant Hill's numbers after the injury, mm-hmm. when he went from Detroit to Orlando, mm-hmm. and he had to do all the rehab, and, and right. he was never quite the same. No. His numbers weren't that impressive, Hall of Fame worthy, mm-hmm. not even. And before that, in Detroit, they were just like respectable, right? All star numbers. Good ball. Yeah, 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 good yeah. Ball. yeah. I compared him. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris Webber's been passed over so many times. Shoot. I looked at Chris Webber's numbers compared to Grant Hill's. Oh, they forgot him again. I'm, yeah, like there is something. Yikes! There's some people are talking about Chris Webber. Like he did nothing in the NBA. What? I can't. I am so. When I look at his numbers, he's a good commentator too for TNT, or is it just like one of the? I I would want a Chris Webber. If someone showed me just Chris Webber's numbers, and said, and Grant Hill side by side, and asked me which one would I want on my team, right? I would take Chris Webber. Yeah. If, if I have their complete stats. Yeah, I would agree. I would take C Webb. So I, I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. So yet. I mean, Grant Hill is like beloved. 
in the in in the in the league. It's like about in who a, you like. Yeah. It's really about who you. And Grant Hill gets a pass because of the injury that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Such a, a family he's guy. A nice guy. And people remember how good he was, and he got dealt a bad hand, so yeah. people feel a little sorry. Do you think? Do you think D Rose would get in the Hall? No, 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 no. You don't think it didn't. He got an MVP award. He was great. He stole it but from he LeBron. Was so well, I'm not even holding that against him. I feel bad for the guy. He he did it so young. He peaked so early mm. that the rest of the time didn't give him an opportunity to really stand out. Yeah. And injury after injury. If that injury, if that had happened two years later, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer. But I don't think where it currently stands, he would get that. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see. Mm -hmm. So anyway, those happen. Any notable thing that I took away from the Hall of Fame speeches? Mm -hmm. Nothing really stood out this, this round. Right. But Steve Nash said something late off mic, not... Not at the speech, but he said one of his regrets, probably, I guess his biggest regret, is Uh that he did not shoot the ball more. Huh. He said, I probably, looking back on it, if I'm honest, I probably should have shot the ball 20 times a game. Huh. Wow. He was a facilitator. Yeah. And he was a playmaker. And that's where he won two back-to-back MVPs for. Right. Because he was the offense. Right. A run-and-gun offense. Right. But if he had gunned it more. Yeah. He was a good shooter. He was I a ninety something percent yeah, free throw no, he shooter. Was, he was a great shooter. He could have knocked out thirty twenty eight points a game if he wanted to be that right. guy. But instead he focused on getting a bunch of assists. Yep. So anyway, I I gave some thought to that that if he's saying that right. on his own career, you hear all these players always say, I had no regrets, no regrets, blah blah blah. Right. He said, oh, I could have shot more. Mm. It's like your career's over. You're thinking about how confident you are in your shot. You were efficient in mm. your shot. And you actively chose not to because you have star players around you you could facilitate to. The yep. Suns teams were good. Yeah, they were. But I wonder what they could have been if he was more ball dominant. Anyway, just thought that was interesting. That's awesome. Hi, Steve. What else is happening? Um, LeBron. Mm-hmm. He had released his LeBron 16s. Right. So, do you have any thoughts about them? I do. What are your thoughts? I sneakerhead alert. I'm about to go a little tech heavy here. Okay. I love that they took the same midsole setup mm-hmm. for the the cushioning from the 15 that worked so well. An articulated zoom, air zoom unit with these large AirPods. It is the bounciest, shock-absorbent cushion he's ever had in a shoe. And it's really nice. So they put that from the 15 into the 16. Yeah. uh, Which normally people don't like when they just recycle something. But I think this works. They improved upon the traction because the 15 traction had this really spike-heavy look to it that we thought was going to work. But it, it slides laterally on a court more than you'd like it to. Uh. And but in the meantime, LeBron always has his second line, the soldier line, which he uh. releases offset kind of like around playoff time. Yeah. And those that he released this year, the traction super simple, traction right. pattern on the bottom of some strong hard grooves. 
they it works so well. People people are like this this traction on court works on any court. Right. They took that kind of traction. They put it on this sixteen, his signature shoe. So it looks like we don't know yet. We haven't heard any reviews. It looks like the traction has enhanced. It looks like the cushion has stayed. Uh, as good as it was on the 15 and then the upper part this is the first time we have ever hmm. seen a low cut shoe yeah from lebron like as the signature he normally has a signature and then he converts it to a low cut so right get it in the, the signature mid. is a low the cut. higher the low the signature is a low cut right which i prefer i've always wanted a low cut right um, and a LeBron. This, would this be my shoe? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm a low cut person as well. I don't think it's as low as you would want it to be. No, it's I don't not think as so low either. as I want it to be. But it's lower. It's lower than he has had it. Right. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of where this is moving. Mm-hmm. Did you see the the female version of his? I did. Yeah, I, I didn't did. like it. I didn't like it. What did you not like about it? Honestly, the only thing I really didn't like about yeah. it was like this buckle thing in the up by the ankle. I did not like it. I get why it's there. It's a casual. Right. Look. I don't I don't like it. It doesn't look like would, it's made for play. Right. One, it's not look like there there is that. Yeah. The second thing, I'm thinking about my style and my baddiness. Mm-hmm. I just can't I don't think I could pull that off. That's just a personal thing. I didn't me. know those were females shoes, women's mm-hmm. shoes. I just thought it was another colorway and yeah, they no. just added that on there. Yeah. I looked at that and I thought Oh, those are nice. No, I mean, most people had your reaction. I think I'm like one of the weirdos that are like, ah, I don't love that. And I usually like a cute little buckle on my on my ankle, you know? It's a cute little sexy look, but wasn't feeling it. It just felt like there was this chunky shoe with this brown. It's like an afterthought, it felt like. Is it brown? Yeah. I thought it was like a deep red. I've seen it as brown. Oh, see, if it's that's a difference maker. If it's a deep red, it pops. If it's a brown, it looks like it's. Uh, I. It's a. I could see why you would say that. It seems less red, but not quite brown to me. Yeah, I don't it's know. very earthen though. Can I see that one more time? Yeah, brighten it up over? for you. Oh man, that looks so good. I really don't like it. All right. I, I'm just a weirdo. My birthday is coming up, so if you think about it. I'm spending a lot of time with you on your birthday. I wear a size 12. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what size... uh, Humble brag. Humble brag. (laughs) Humble brag Alex makes uh, wear, so uh, feel free to get him these shoes. Some people are like, 12 is not big. That's fine. (laughs) Change their own. But the, uh, the LeBron 16 looks to be... So ESPN did what most sneakerheads did Right. with the unveiling of this mm-hmm. next rendition of the LeBron and they ranked LeBron shoes all of his shoes all of his shoes from the worst to the most appealing right this is aesthetic this is not about efficiency or tech. right so I won't bore people with the list mm-hmm. because our true our fans may not all be sneaker no, inclined yeah. so but I will just say the, Le, the LeBron if this makes any sense to you the LeBron 13 from 2015. Yeah. Absolutely came in dead last because it was p- 
pug fugly. Yeah, it was so it was ugly. So <laughs> ugly. I'm just so glad that everyone so unanimously. Like, look, I have to take a look at it again. I that shoe was back when Nike was still LeBron at LeBron Thirteens, right? Thir- was, uh, Thirteen, yeah. yeah. The LeBron Thirteen was still at a time when it was. Oh at, God, it was ugly. I remember it this. It was like at an exorbitant price range. Yeah. They they didn't come I mean, down. Now yet. it's nothing. But Under Armour kind of offset some of the the pricing Adidas and Nike were doing right. because they started releasing shoes at a lower price point. Right. So Nike and Adidas had to come down. But the 13 was still at this top range where LeBron, I think, was fetching these for almost $200. Yeah. And it... I saw them on sale when we went to our friend's wedding in Delaware. Oh, right, right. I remember you telling me this. I was at that Nike factory outlet and I saw a pair of these LeBrons for $70. (laughs) 200 down to 70 and I looked at those, held them in hand, and said, I wouldn't even pay 30 for these. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I'm not even going to pay pay less prices I for these. I can't <laughs> even bring myself to put these on feet because I know I'll hate them. But the LeBron 12, I was surprised that got like second uh, least favorite shoe because I liked the 12. Mm-hmm. But then all the way at number three is the LeBron 15, which was this was year's most, model. Well, I really liked and that. And we all liked yeah. that. Like that was one of the cleanest best it looks, looking it shoes. It looks really clean. I, I really liked it. I still got a thing for the 15 and I may at some point get them um, if the price is right. Mm-hmm. But these 16s because they're low cuts look like I could rock them and play in them. I'm not sure. But his first shoe that he ever wore his rookie year mm-hmm. the it was technically called the Air Zoom Generation because mm-hmm. they were like it's technically it's his shoe but mm. we're not going to call it that because it's premature he hasn't right. played yet and then it worked out and they called him the LeBron <laughs> so uh, those shoes are ranked number two and the number one I would rank those number one right compared to their number one version they said his shoe in 2010 the first year he played with the Miami Heat what shoe was is that is the LeBron 8 and it's nothing special hold on I'm trying to remember what the LeBron ah I'm looking at pictures of it I think the 15s were better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... There's nothing to the A. I mean, I can see why people like it. Like, like you can you can make that a casual shoe, too, depending on the colorway that you get. If it could you, be a fun... It could be a fun casual you, shoe. You can't see this when you're listening, obviously. So I'll just describe. The shoe is mostly... You know, because most shoes now are textile and mesh. Right. Right? They're woven yeah. uppers, which is more breathable. It's lighter. And yeah. And it also contains the foot. This shoe is all leather or pleather. Yeah. It's so, so it's like... It's so chunky. Chunky, me. hot, silhouette. Um, like high bulky. Top. It's a high top. It goes higher in the front. And lower in the back. Lower in the back, which like, it doesn't do anything except make your... From the front, it makes you look less tall makes you look a little stockier um so i never understood that aesthetic but then also he's got the full length air sole across the midsole so you can see straight through the midsole uh in the air so i mean that's a cool look and you got an outsole on the bottom but it's like nothing groundbreaking no i again i I don't know how that got to be number one but the the first shoe and the 15 i think those were i waited for 14 years for him to release another LeBron that I liked because and you found the 16s and they look good yeah they look good well no the 15s looked good and then I mean, the yeah. 16s he's still rolling with it if it ain't broke don't fix it so yeah um I only have one last thing to say what's that 
Um, so ESPN is doing a, um, a I, I think it's a series. I'm pretty sure it's a series. Mm-hmm. It's called Basketball, A Love Story. Okay. And it's like, the, like understanding basketball and the love story of basketball through the eyes of legends. All right. I was like, dude, this is awesome. That's like, That sounds like exactly my jam. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to date me, that could be the movie we see. You know, like, that's oh, the cool. kind Like, this is my jam. That's a barometer. It's a barometer right okay. there. Um, and um, they were going through all the people that they were talking... Like, it was a preview of it um, on Instagram. And it was all these legends. Bill Russell. Uh, I'm, like, blanking on everybody else. Oh, you want to go through... That was a long <laughs> there, list I mean, of people. I mean, like, Phil Jackson. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, like, George just, Gervin. Just legends Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and i was going through it and i'm just like as i was going through it i was like i bet you anything one person decided not to do this Mm, who could that be and i wonder who that could be so in this in this segment called come on man (laughs) um specifically come on mj yeah um was that in it but so like uh scotty wasn't in it Russell Westbrook this wasn't in it. Only who felt, I'm sure, some type of way about it. I'm sh- oh, I'm sure he felt. I'm some sure t- Russell doesn't hold grudges. Yeah, was Kevin in it? Was Kevin Durant in it? He definitely was. Oh he yeah, was. Steph was in it. Steph was in it. Yeah, LeBron was in it. It's anyway, uh, lots of really great male and female players as mm-hmm. well as uh, front office folks as well. Yeah. Um, so Both I'm excited of the last for the commissioners. Yes. Uh, uh, what a, what's this Stern what's his name what's his first name Dave da- David Stern and Adam Silver mm-hmm. um, so I'm excited to watch this but I just like I want Michael to speak about basketball but then I remember that he has like that 10 part series coming out on Netflix right is it on Netflix in 2019 I forgot about we it. mentioned I, it I forgot I forgot about it because it's too damn long ago that they mentioned it 10 part series it's a 10 part series right michael's am i making that up he's you know what's gonna happen what because he's not gonna talk until that comes (sighs) out it's gonna it's gonna reignite this debate this conversation it's it's yeah netflix will release 10 part esp it's an espn films being released on netflix a 10 part do you know what it's called yet uh, no, I do not. If it were up to Michael, I'm sure it would be called his airness. No, it would be called People Forgot. Oh, it's called The Last Dance. This is only about his last year. It's well, happening. Uh, are we talking about his last years with the Bulls? Or are we talking about his last dance with the Wizards? Yeah, it's called a trailer for quote unquote The Last Dance debuted on this day offering a glimpse of how the show will chronicle the rise of Jordan as well as the 1990 Wrigley relax buddy um who won six championships from 91 to 98 so it's just the 91 to 98 years and his rise the the rise of Jordan into the 90s and the Bulls from 91 to 98 Wrigley relax could you please we're doing this what He's trying to protect us, but there's nothing to... Doing a poor job. <laughs> he does look cute and fluffy, though. Yeah. All clean. Very intimidating. Wrigley, go to sleep. You're tired. <laughs> you don't even... Um, um, so, come on, son. I don't... 91 to 98. So, let me... Mm, I take issue with what seems to be a responsive... 10 part series 
This is in, this feels like it's in response to something. Right, but when is... It's coming in 2019. It's coming next year. You know we're watching it. Well, of course, I want to watch it. And but you I, know I'm going to like hold cardboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, cardboard, no, Michael. You, you, I anticipate hearing you say something along the lines of, Oh, I can't believe I spoke against his airness and forgot... And it was no, out I'm of not going to say that. I, 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 I I'm just, not going to say that. We'll see what in the same way. No, Ten I'm not going to shake your hand. Shake my let hand. Me, on let this. me let me just say a little bit more, and then you can tell me if I've you're said. so sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go ahead. I just uh, you know you remember when we watched Kobe's um, documentary, The Muse. Yeah. And remember how we came away saying, "I understand him that much more." Sure. That was his, like, rehabilitation into, like, if, who he is currently. If Michael enters into some semblance of vulnerability and acknowledges the parts that we take fault with him and says, here's what's kept me from saying X. According to this, I don't think he's going to do that. Well, let's see. Because if he does do that, then you might step away saying, like, oh, I understand him that much more. I'm sure I'm going to understand him more. Ten-part series, I would hope I understand. I would I hope I could understand. Because if it's just... Look how me, great I am. Look how great I am and look at care. all of all of the gameplay. I'm just like, dude, right. I do that on YouTube at least once a week. So look like, at that, right. <laughs> like I'm like, come this, on, keep you moving. You see that turnaround fade away? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it millions of times. Wow, but did you see it this time? <laughs> yeah, Mike, we all saw <laughs> it. The turnaround fade away. Whoa. We saw it on YouTube the other day. <laughs> I forgot how high you could jump. Wow. <laughs> I saw Space Jam. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Your acting was still <laughs> trash. <laughs> You still deserve an Oscar. <laughs> still not good. Um, but like I, I've always said, I've never taken away from his greatness. No, I take yeah, issue yeah. with his apathy. But if he says anything to the lines of what he was feeling around the controversy with his shoes and the impact or lack thereof in the black community and all that, if he acknowledges any of that, and I will be, I will be the first one to be like, I'm really glad that he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be, I'll be interested to see. But this feels like a, a, a poor bill of goods if this is just in response to the debate. If this is just... No one was calling for a 10-part documentary series. I mean, other than someone like me. He's been out from the... 91 to 98, right? This is what we're talking about? And yeah. people who are diehard right. there, Michael there, fans... There are people who are going to college who were not even right. existing. People refuse to acknowledge the wizard years. Oh, yeah. I count them very much so. <laughs> right. He did not suck those years. He didn't suck. He wasn't the michael that we no, knew but he not, was good not at all and so he uh i the fact that he's doing a documentary that won't acknowledge that mm. and if it doesn't acknowledge enough of the pre-pistons battles mm-hmm. and it's just the glory yeah and it's saying it's no, talking about the rise in the 90s, so I wonder how much of the 80s is even going to be in there. I don't, if they don't even acknowledge the Pistons piece of it and That's how much they got important. beat down, I want to say they'll probably start with that because yeah, it's like, that makes here the is sense. the tested hero and right. this is how he overcame this. And because it's ESPN, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about like the Bad Boys um, yeah. 30 for 30, which is yeah. like one of my favorite 30 for 30s, no, for they sure do the mention, same. they do mention, is your fave? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, 
they do mention Le- uh, LeBron. They do mention Michael mm-hmm. in that, so maybe they will mention it. Who's... If I he's just, he's if controlling I... a lot of it, so we'll see. Well, I need him to release some control and and go vulnerable, and talk about things that are not kind on his legacy mm-hmm. to humanize him a little bit more. Because if I get a little, if I continue to get this heir apparent holier than thou to remind us of how much better he is than our current superstar athlete LeBron James I'm gonna like not LeBron not Kevin Durant or Steph Curry I'm gonna like LeBron that much more yeah if I have to watch Jordan true Highland basketball films. fans will look at that if he does that and be like no that was petty yeah and that was petty. you're in your 50s and you should probably grow the F up yeah that's what I would say that's what's gonna if happen I, if I get that and I don't hear him talk about how one of his teammates made a lasting impact on him that we never heard about Mm-hmm. Tell me about what Jed Jed Bushler did for you, <laughs> or Bill Wellington. Right. Tell me about, or tell me about like a really like authentic moment you had with with Scotty, or with yeah. you know, or or with if you talk, talk to Rodman. <laughs> talk about your shortcomings as a teammate. Yeah. Talk about the times where you were an asshole and you regret things. Talk about the times. I don't think Michael regrets anything. I don't think so either, based on what we've heard. If I were to hear him talk about... I watch like, his Hall of Fame speech at least once or twice a year. Oh, it's hilarious. I watch it just because it's funny. <laughs> but if it's but if I want a 10-part documentary series to be worth my time, I want to hear something that I haven't heard from him before about a more reflective, right. more mature Michael Jordan. Yeah. Who, who can say, you know, if I had to look at the game today, um, there are players like a LeBron James that I think No, that I like. That's that it. That I like. And he's going to say it through his spokesperson. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just show us show us a little bit of heart, Michael. Actually, just show us your show us who you are. Well, if this is who he is, if what we've seen up to this point is only who he is, then it's Can not you, interesting. Like, is it And then maybe this is my brain is like fried a little bit, but like is that like a thing where like you are just an asshole twenty four seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. The, uh, Kobe borrowed from that. Kobe right. No, I get that. And Kobe. That. Yeah. But uh, I'm just like I'm. I'm. I am. Not, I'm not wired that way. Sure. So it's like hard for me to like to mm-hmm. be like. I have moments. I'm an asshole for sure. He punched Steve Kerr. Yes. In the face. Yes. Why would you punch your own teammate in the face? Because you're Michael Jordan. J.R. Smith threw the ball, like ran out the clock, and LeBron, the most he could do was say, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. <laughs> like oh, he didn't. Too. He didn't do anything to Jr. He didn't physically assault Jr. Can you imagine if anybody on that team did what Jr. did to Michael? Oh, they, they would have carried them out of the arena in a body bag. Right. They would have been dead. Right. That's what I mean. No, no, I know that's what you mean, but I'm just like, I just want to be really dramatic. Yeah, I, I just, know what a body bag I, is. I don't, I, if this, Michael's, uh, if, if someone asked me, I got two players for you, you can have on your team. I can give you a warrior or I can give you a hero. What, which one do you want? I would choose the hero. I would choose the warrior. So that would be Michael. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. What does that say about me? I don't, I don't I mean, even know. It's what, I mean, the, I'm sure there are sub bullet points. So you, if I'm sorry, just saying the hero and the warrior doesn't give me a lot of context. I was like, I warrior. Too, I don't a mean warrior, a warrior. I don't mean the warriors. A warrior could be someone who just is really, uh, like, 
solid tenacious, tenacious per, like perseveres. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. A hero could imply someone who is like, um, kind of like a martyr. I don't need a martyr. Yeah, someone. Yeah, I don't mean it like that. Yeah, I mean, because that's what I want. Someone. I can give you someone who is. Cut do you throat. want, do you want a warrior you, or do you want a leader? I was going to say leader. Thank you. That's what it is. It's exactly right. If I, I, you I would a leader, want a leader or a warrior, I would take a leader. And LeBron is definitely a leader. Michael exhibits some traits of leadership, but he's more of he a... Was, he was a warrior, warrior with moments of leadership heart. Yeah. Whereas LeBron is a leader with a warrior's heart 100%. Scotty was a leader mm-hmm. for that team. Yes. Uh, LeBron has never been questioned as the look, Cleveland is putting up a new banner on the wall mm-hmm. where he was. I didn't see what it was of, mm-hmm. but just the mention of it uh, was a headline. Mm-hmm. And I thought about what it could be, and I thought about b- compared to what it has been with LeBron's outstretched arms mm-hmm. in the back of his jersey featured and the plume of smoke in the air, the mm-hmm. the, the dust. I thought. He is such a larger-than-life mm-hmm. image for that city. What could you possibly put on that wall to offset the loss of that? He was the unquestioned leader for men mm-hmm. on that team from day one, even with as a rookie. Oh, I thought they were just joking. No, that's what it, that's what it looks like. That's that a, like a pharaoh. Yeah, I think it's some sort of... It looks like an Egyptian pharaoh. Yeah. So it doesn't. So that's unfortunate. Just Wrigley, you, relax, buddy. Easy. It's okay. It features a guardian of the Hope Memorial Bridge that contain that connects uh, Lorraine and Carnegie Avenues and says "All for the land." The banner also bears the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, Destination Cleveland logos. Okay, cool. I mean, either way, it doesn't resonate. Or stick with me like LeBron, and most most of everybody's like the hell was that mm-hmm. <laughs> as a replacement. But he's he's just such a yeah. If I LeBron's story, just how he opened the fact that LeBron has, I watched him on Ellen the other day, mm-hmm. smelling fruit and doing like a blind. I can't even imagine. Michael I doing tried that. To he can't even. What would MJ Space do? Space Jam was the closest thing to him being like oh, funny and right, fun. Right. And I will hold that dear to my heart as one of the best movies sure, of all time. Sure, I mean, as you should. <laughs> yeah. But he, for LeBron to be out there blindfolded, like licking a kiwi mm-hmm. and guessing what it is with Ellen on a show to raise money for kids. Yep. This never would have happened with Michael. No. That LeBron has this TV series where he's in the barbershop talking openly about, yeah. I regret naming my kid after me. Yeah. And Michael's got, got a kid named I after mean, him, and he's like, well, fuck you. And his, and his <laughs> you son know? wasn't very good at it playing basketball. I mean, well, I mean, he was good, but not right. NBA good, right? But I also think of like, it's the era, the time and age that they're living in. Like LeBron sure. is living in a social media age. LeBron is living in mm-hmm. an age where, like, if you don't like, he made speaking up cool to be honest. But like, you know, because he's in he's in the greatest he's in the goat conversation with like a Serena Williams, mm-hmm. who's like, I know that what I'm doing right now is not helping me, but it may help the next person. There's a selflessness yeah. that and a sportsmanlike ship that you know mm-hmm. is just different, right? Mm-hmm. And like in Michael's era. 
they weren't like best no. buddies with the other teammates. Yeah. They they were nasty. We're not friends. We're yeah. not friends. Right. A very Russell Westbrook like thing. Spalding is my only friend. On right, the court. exactly. And so thinking about, you know, LeBron goes on vacation with you know the the banana boat crew. the the banana boat crew, yeah. which is CP3, Melo, um, Dwayne Wade. I'm missing somebody else. No, oh, and, and LeBron. Yeah, it's the four of them. Yeah. It's the four of them, um, and their wives. And you know they're the they're the ones who like, hey, let I'm doing this series called the shop. Hey, Draymond Green, you're kind of an ass on the court, but mm-hmm. I really like you as a person, and right. I and he respects him. Right. Like he and he and the shop. I don't know if you watched it. Is Draymond Green is saying like. Y'all like, do you know greatest he, we have. he is one of the, he is our greatest that we have right now. Like he's yeah. like talking about it this way. Yeah, sure. So like, it's just a different level of and and people may call it soft. We can mm-hmm. call it mm-hmm. the softball. Um, I'll be interested to see how LeBron does with Lance Stevenson on his team. I do. I would because <laughs> if he blows in his ear because well <laughs> that's him saying I know you've been a rival to me. I'm gonna put you on my team. Michael did that too right. with Dennis Rodman exactly, but. They weren't friends. Michael never talked to Dennis nope. Rodman. Nope. He never said anything to Dennis Rodman. Outside of maybe like, pass me the ball. <laughs> right. Can you imagine LeBron not talking to Lance? No. LeBron is coach 1.1. Like, right. he's, he's, there's, there's coach and then there's... Like Michael... Luke Walton and then, you know. Michael was a dick. Yeah. And, and if this 10-part documentary series is just... Okay, so I want to do a documentary, right? I want it to be 10 episodes so everyone gets it. We're not going to talk about the years where I was losing mm. because I, I lost a lot. I had right. a lot of sub 500 years because I was not a transcendent player mm-hmm. for my team. I needed help from Scotty and Phil. He will never say that. So No, he'll never say it. But it subconsciously, he's like, so I'm not going to talk about that. Right. Oh, and Scotty and Phil are beside the point because right. I'm really the reason. Never mind the fact that I had four losing seasons until they showed up. Right. But I just made it happen right. in the 90, 91 season. And then we'll talk about that to the time I retired in 98. And that's my full career. I played for who? No, I never played for the Wizards. No, it's like, if I have to watch that. Then it's not fun. I'm going to. Oh, baseball? Yeah, I was a really great baseball player, but I just didn't want to play anymore. Play for the so Sox. I got like, you just you sucked at baseball. But yeah. I don't. And I want you to talk about baseball in the depth of hurt that you were yeah. processing your father's death and all the circulated rumors around that. I know he can't talk about much because legally and sure. like the rumor is people killed his dad because of betting gambling debts. Yeah. If he can't talk about that, I understand. Sure. But you guys will talk about like it still sucked to lose my dad. Please do. I would love Because you know to hear what? About that. It sucks to lose your dad. Exactly. Because it's just like that simple. Everyone, if, if you're lucky enough to have a dad in your life, you're yeah. going to lose that dad. Yeah. At some point. Or a father figure or yeah, a, yeah. any parental figure. If he would talk about loss in his life and regret, if he talked about like his marriage mm-hmm. and the things that, you know, didn't work out there or his kids or mm-hmm. something like that, the way LeBron is able to be a father, husband, role model, mm-hmm. do things for kids and adults. Right. He's just, he just is a better and he doesn't have the controversy that Michael had with his his gambling, his cheating on his wife and divorce and all those different kinds of right. things. Whether LeBron is faithful to Savannah, they've been married for 15 years or something like that, and they were together for whatever years. Whether, I, whether, oh, 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 let me try. 
Go ahead. I think... I think they've been together for 18 years. They've been together for 18, for yeah. sure. But I think I think they've been married for... I'm doing this based on shoe math. Oh, my God. I want to say... Say it. Tell us. Seven to eight. Seven to eight. Okay, let's see what they... I'm going to... No, you go ahead. I don't want to throw off um, your plan. But, like... I, I don't put it past anybody if they are cheating or not cheating or you know on their on their home size. Um, oh, they've been they've been married for five years. Oh, but going on eighteen, like they've been together mm-hmm. for eighteen years, which mm-hmm. makes sense. They were mm-hmm. together, yeah, you know, high school sweethearts. But like whether he was faith- he's been faithful to her, he seems to be faithful to her, or if he's not, he's he has lots of really secure NDAs. <laughs> to make sure those women don't talk, um, and he probably wraps it up so that he don't get pre- he don't get anybody pregnant that doesn't need to get pregnant. With that being said, he doesn't ha- like he really truly doesn't have like a controversy behind him outside of like speaking up mm-hmm. against things that have happened to him, like the N word being you know plastered on his um, his garage door or speaking out about how our president is an idiot, those kinds of things. So. Hey, we'll see what this 10-part documentary is. And I'm super excited for the, you know, the love story, basketball love story. It's going to be very cool. I better not hear any uh, lack. Mm-hmm. I better not hear any, um, what is it called? Lack backhanded, backhanded, um, they're not even compliments. Any shade thrown mm-hmm. on the DL that it lacks self-awareness. Because if, if Michael says... It was really important to me. I will go off if I hear him say, it was important to me to spend my career with one team. I'll go off. Because he didn't. Because you didn't. <laughs> and it's a, it would be a slight to someone who chooses to do something different with their legacy. Yeah. I didn't, for him to say, I didn't chase rings, that would be also something I will rage about. Michael, don't do those things. Because remember how I got mad last week? Alex will get mad. <laughs> I will write you a letter, sir. I oh, will, a sternly, a well-written, stern I letter. will make an appearance in thine DMs. <laughs> Which DMs? He's not on social media at all. His, the spokesperson. I'll, Let someone in ESPN know. I'll get to you somehow. I'll get to you somehow. In his P.O. box. <laughs> you know what? You know how petty Kevin Durant is with his, his, his social pettiness. media? Yeah. Can you imagine if Michael his had actual... social media? Oh, he would... Can you imagine if Michael had access to what other people <laughs> thought of him on a regular basis? If just one person said, you're all right. He would be like, where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> right? He would have not, he would have not taken that let's well. go. <laughs> he said, oh my God. Uh, I can only imagine. Well, yeah, I hope it's a good series. I will watch for sure. Absolutely. We'll love basketball, the, the whole documentary series, everything. It's, it's, like a, it's like a movie for our heart. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving and talk about some dope people. Cool. Close out the show. All right. All right, all right, all right. It is time to talk about our dope people of the week or weeks because it's been two weeks. I think I start first. Mm-hmm. Um, my dope person, it's not going to be super long. It is none other than the lo- the wonderful, the most talented, oh, illustrious okay. uh-huh. John Legend. It's in the name. It's in the name. 
legendary. Uh, so let me uh, tell you a little bit about John Legend. John is also, uh, his full name is John Roger Stephens. What? That's his name, his like actual government name. I see why he changed it. To Stephens? No, to Legend. Because why? Just didn't ring. Didn't ring right, Stevens? I guess. Stephens? Yeah, Stephens. Or Stephens, if you want. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Okay. Uh, it could be Stevens. It could be Stephens. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so John Legend, American singer, songwriter, and actor. Um, he People know him for his beautiful piano playing and singing. He is quite lovely. He, it's just stinking great. Um, super gifted. He's, I would say, more recently, uh, like... In, in the social media realm is more known to be the husband of Chrissy Teigen who is just super funny and their love is just I really enjoy their love if they ever break up I think I would actually be very sad mm. because it just seems very authentic like they just enjoy each other they make fun of each other like they just recently had a anniversary I think this past week um, and it was just like such a lovely like you know, I love you very much, but also you're an asshole for X, Y, Z. Like, it was just, like, just very <laughs> genuine and sweet. And they both are like that to each other. Yeah. But in, like, each of their own funny, quirky ways. Um, and so it's it's cute that they love each other and all those wonderful things. But the reason why John is my dope person of this week or mm-hmm. this past couple weeks is because he is the first ever black male and the youngest to ever be awarded an EGOT. Do you know what an EGOT is? No. Seriously? Um, what does it stand for? It stands for an Emmy, oh. a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Whoa. He just won the Tony? He won an Emmy oh. for his Jesus Christ Superstar production. He was one of the executive producers, I believe. And he also was in it. So there's... there's wow. he, So he won a creative Emmy for that. Mm-hmm. For... And with... Um, cool. Yeah. And so there's only 15 EGOT winners that exists. Right. Like, dead or alive, there's only 15 of them. There's over 20 almost EGOTs. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda is almost an EGOT. What's he missing? Oscar. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he's working on it. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm not worried. He almost got it for um, Frozen. Um, for Moana. Because he was, he helped out with Moana. Hmm. So, um, hmm. so there's a lot of almost EGOT winners. There are, um, technical EGOT winners who got, like, honorary awards. Like, if they got an honorary Oscar for, like, a special, like, I think, Quincy Jones is one of those people. Um, so obviously, um, John Legend has many Grammys. Makes sense. I've seen him with um, yes. Um, his Oscar came from Selma for the music that he wrote for Selma with Common. Mm-hmm. His Tony, I believe, is from his help with and work with The Color Purple um, for Best Musical. I believe that's what that's from. Um, and... Um, his Emmy is from Jesus Christ Superstar. So to be nice. the youngest, he's 39 years old, black man, and the only other person, the only other people of color in the list um, is the guy who wrote Frozen, something Lopez, I forget his name, and Whoopi Goldberg, who is like the big famous egotter that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Richard Rogers is one of them. Um, which is a theater person. Um, yeah. Rita, Rita Moreno from West Side Story is an EGOTer as well. So she's another woman of color mm-hmm. that is in it. Audrey Hepburn, a um, bunch of other white people, old white men, mostly. Audrey Hepburn got a Grammy? Yeah. 
probably for like a like a audiobook probably because you can get you can get um, a Grammy for an audiobook. You're shitting me. Absolutely not. What? Stephen Colbert has an has a Grammy for an audiobook. I'm pretty sure Stephen Colbert has an uh, yeah. For reading it? Yeah, Stephen Colbert. That blew my mind. You learn something every day. Whoa. Yeah, best comedy album. So, mm, so it's a comedy oh, album. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes I sense. thought it was a book, but wait, Audrey Hepburn didn't have a comedy album. How no, did she get a grant? I'll look this up. You'll on have my to own look time. it up. But so, John Legend, thank you for one just being an unproblematic fave. Like he calls out Kanye when Kanye's being stupid, thank and Kanye, you, you know, God. puts it out. Um, thank you for being lovely with your daughter and son and your wife, and also for being so dope and creating really good art out there for all of us to consume, and for being the youngest black man to be an e daughter. Oh yeah. So, good job, John. That's a good one. That's that's really cool. Yeah, super cool. Well, um, after that, I'm not going to compare. <laughs> I have someone who's from the NBA that often gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. But I just want to acknowledge this person for longevity and their dedication to not only the game, but to one franchise for their entire career. Okay. So when you think of players in our lifetime who've played for only one team their entire career, yeah. who do you think of? Who are some names? Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I guess... The list gets small. Yeah, I'm like, would Bill Russell be one of them? Did in he? our decade? In oh, our no, time? In, in our time? In our lifetime. Uh... You might say Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, gosh. How could I forget Dirk? Dirk. And then the only other person I could think of would be like Paul Pierce. Oh, by the way. Oh, uh, no, he didn't. Paul Pierce didn't even play. No, uh, the Tony came from Jitney as a co-producer for Best Revival of a Play in 2017. My bad. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Set the record straight. Yeah. So the only three players I can think of are Tim, Mm -hmm. Kobe, and Paul. Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, those are the only... Th- oh, oh and, and Dirk. And Dirk. Those four. are the only four I can think of. Yeah. And then the guy I always forget about Ooh, is, is Udonis Haslam. Who the what? Exactly. <laughs> and that's my dope person because right, he me. just signed a veteran minimum contract of $2.4 million for a one-year contract with his 16th season with the Miami Heat. Oh. So it is now just him and Dirk. Wow. In the league for the only two Tony players. Tony Parker could have been part of that. He, and they mentioned that too. And Manu Ginobili. Just, Manu just ducked out too. So <sighs> yeah, those the Spurs have lost their old guard. And oh, now that's it is so sad. Only Dirk and Udonis have done 15 years with the yeah. same team. So uh, what about Udonis? He played his college ball. He's from Miami. Okay. And he played his college ball at the University of Florida. And so then he did one year after being drafted. Well, his first year out of college, he played overseas mm-hmm. in Europe for one year before okay. being drafted in 2003 by the Miami Heat. He and Dwayne Wade are the only two captains on the team who played on that 2006 championship team. Mm. So when Udonis came back, he said he was looking to recruit Dwayne to come back for another season. And mm. so Dwayne is signing back for another season, not because of Udonis maybe, but just... It is something. Yeah, it is breaking news that uh, Dwayne today just said that he's coming back for at least one more. Yeah. So Udonis is considered a captain in the locker room. He his minutes have diminished over the years. Sure. And when he and Spo Spolstra, Coach Eric Spolstra, sit down to negotiate contracts, 
He, Udonis was very straight up with the media and saying, me and Spo have a relationship that is mutual, mm-hmm. respect. And when we sit down, we speak plainly, and coach does not sugarcoat things. Right. My role on the team is different than it has been, and we, there, we talk a, around that. What a, is, there's like, a humbleness you need to be able to be okay with yeah. that. Yeah, and Pat Riley is so pro-Udonis, and when people are new to the Miami Heat franchise and they ask, what does it mean to be in the culture of the Miami Heat, they always point people in the direction of Udonis Haslam. They say, go talk to Udonis, because hmm. he's been here this whole... He is a player... Who uh, he is averaged, 38 years old. He Shoot. is 38. And he did. He was undrafted, actually. I said drafted. He was undrafted. He signed in 2003 after mm. playing one year in, overseas. Um, he had career lows last year in minutes. 5.1 minutes per game. Points, 0. 0.6. Mm. 0. 0.6 points per game. Rebound, 0. 0.7. Field goal percentage, 20%. Mm. This team wow. just signed him to a $2.4 million contract. And it's not for what he does on the court, even though he keeps his body in great shape. Sure. He knows he's not going to see much playing time. So he just loves... Be- they asked him, what is it about this that makes you come back? He loves the game. He loves this franchise. Right. This is... It means more to him um, than just between the lines. So... Um, I will say that he's Miami Heat, the Miami Heat career leader in rebounds. Mm. With five, and that, they had Alonzo Mourning. That's some that's saying something. He had yeah. five thousand seven hundred rebounds and has appeared in eight hundred forty four regular season games, which is just thirty three games shy of Dwayne Ray, Dwayne Wade's record. Mm. Um, and he's seventh on the all time Miami Heat scoring list. Wow. Yeah. Go for him, man. So he and Dirk are now the longest standing players with one team in the NBA. And if Dwayne didn't go to Chicago or the Cavs, he would also be on that list. That is true. But I'm glad he's coming back. For sure. I'm glad both of them are coming back. Very cool. Yeah. So that's my dope person. Awesome. Well, what a fun cast, friend. It has been a treat. Always. Always. Um, Folks, don't forget to follow us. Like us, subscribe, all those wonderful things. Um, any final words to uh, to the to the folks out there? Nah, be easy. Be easy. Well, all right, folks, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.